It's on the rise, I know it. It's on the rise. It's on the rise. I know it, I know it. It's on the rise, I know it. It's on the rise. It's on the rise. I know it, I know it, I know it. I know it. The quest for adventure. It's on the rise, I know it, I know it. The quest for adventure. It's on the rise, I know it, I know it, I know it. Hey everybody, welcome to Quest for Adventure, the only podcast where you get to hear four cool guys have some tabletop fun times. I'm Caleb. I'm Bobby. <laughs> I'm David. And I'm Spencer. Uh, and we will be playing RPG later, but before we do that, Bobby, what did you do this week? We saw some movies at the theater. At we the theater, so you spent... No. You're going rate of uh, $60 a ticket. No, we actually signed up for <gasps> the Regal Crown Club <laughs> All I my friends hate Movie Regal Pass. Movie Unlimited. Pass is dead. <laughs> yeah, Movie Pass is dead. They raised their price during the <laughs> cycle of billing. It's inflation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> From one week it was like Oh, during like during the month? Yes. Wow. Yeah, not ba- like cool. not like oh your months run out, we're raising the price oh, for next month. Oh no. It was during the month <laughs> that we canceled immediately. Is that legal? Probably not, but I mean since when is movie anything pass, yeah. movie pass is done legal? <laughs> We need to get Ryan Reynolds to buy a movie. Ooh. Yes. Ooh. <laughs> and then sell it to AMC. <laughs> sell it to Movie Pass. I, yeah, I have heard that. Is it. Doesn't a, yeah, AMC does have a Movie Pass, right? They do. And so both of Regal. Re- yeah. Uh, and they're both okay, right? Like, if you if you see movies a lot, it's actually a good deal. Yeah. So it's. I think it's like $20 a month, uh, the Regal Unlimited, but it does work. <laughs> unlike movie pass yeah, oh that is a great benefit like it's actually like a fine deal kind of for both parties as opposed to movie pass which is you were it was like hemorrhaging money because it was too good of a deal to yeah. pass up yeah it's not like two movies a month right for it to like mm-hmm. break even it's not bad at all i mean with the, for the consumer. with the stupid high price of tickets it's yeah. really like one and a half movies a month <laughs> right. yeah Okay, so we saw Mission Impossible Part 7, Dead Reckoning Part 1. Nice. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Uh, the Part 7 was okay. was me. Right. But, but it is kind of the Part 7. Mission, it is the seventh one. How um, was it? Oh, it's really good. I have heard I have, I have heard that. I have not seen it. I'm going to say it's tentatively my favorite, although Ooh, we, didn't, yeah. we didn't go back and rewatch the first six. So Does it have... A, the right amount of Tom Cruise cheese, like the Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall moment. <laughs> yeah, so, that, so unlimited, unlimited cheese. Oh my god! Um, With the movie pass, that is. Yeah, this one actually <laughs> leans a lot more into comedy than Ooh. the past few have. That's kind of surprising. Yeah, is it is it Tom Cruise comedy or is it kind of like actually? Yeah, he, most of the comedy is coming from Tom Cruise being like very weary. And one thing I really like about what Tom Cruise is doing is he's kind of surprisingly allowing himself to get older like on screen uh, yeah but cool. it's not because it's not really him he's still doing the stunts <laughs> oh no he's yeah. you got an actor to, to play the acting parts and he just does the stunts now no that's the <laughs> thing he's he is doing the stunts but kind of baked into his persona is like the idea of like i can't keep doing these things forever <laughs> so there's like a weird uh weariness to his stuff it was, was also it? there in top gun maverick a little bit yeah maybe like he saw that like people were still that was like the test for maverick whereas like mm. he was everybody's still okay <laughs> he's okay with the idea of him getting self getting older because everybody's like oh 
Tom Cruise is still badass. He still got it in <laughs> Top Gun. Yeah. Um, was it this one or the last one where he broke his ankle and they had to delay it? Like, I think two that was years. the last one. Although that, although this movie started filming in like 2018 or something, so it's possible oh, wow. that it was this one because COVID really extended it. And they were also, I think, filming this one and Dead Re- Reckoning Part Two together, but they didn't finish because of COVID. It's been like a weird production yeah. cycle, but yeah, it's really good. I would uh, check it out. I he will drives a motorcycle off a cliff. Oh, we have <laughs> seen that stunt in the like in every movie trailer. Like oh, they, yeah. they show like ten minutes of like have like the producers like or the directors like. Oh God, he's like basically like he's doing it again. It's, like yeah. someone stop him. <laughs> kind it's of so crazy. Yeah, I don't, I don't want my friend to die. There, there is a behind. <laughs> there, I mean, that's kind of what it is. There is a behind the scenes of like <laughs> like he Simon he, Pegg like biting his nails watching. <laughs> Tom Cruise drive Jeez off the cliff. <laughs> yeah. But uh yeah, no that's really fun. Uh we then we saw a couple weeks ago we saw Barbenheimer. Yeah. 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 Uh now Caleb Barbenheimer. Uh-huh. <laughs> do you know about Barbenheimer? Is that like the Titanic? <laughs> <laughs> I just read about that. <laughs> it was the first nuclear Barbie. Uh so we saw Oppenheimer at like noon and then we went and grabbed dinner and we came back and saw Barbie. Uh did anyone else do Barbenheimer? Did you? You did Barbenheimer? Yes. Yeah, we all did it together. You, you all did Barbenheimer together? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, well, so what did you guys think about the movies then? We did Barbie first. Okay. And then Oppenheimer. Um, I'm curious if that changes the experience. Uh, I liked Barbie a lot. Like a lot of its comedy was right where I, I thought I it was very, it. yeah, I thought Barbie was very funny, very fun. Yeah. I was uh, kind of disappointed, but in like a good way. I think there was a little bit of magic to the comedy of Barbie. But the actual story was kind of like oh the story was yeah kind of nonsensical it was and just actually, a vehicle for and Barbie was kind of the worst part of it there wasn't a lot of logic to the, her plot but it was exceptionally fun it was very good it, it makes me horrified for what's to come Ken like Barbie two Ken or whatever oh, I, I, there's I, definitely going to be a sequel and just like we've all said before Hollywood will learn the exact wrong. Uh, yes. lesson from this like yeah. apparently there's like a hungry hungry hippos and right. Uno oh and yeah a bunch of other garbage uh, movies that the magic greenlit. eight ball the movie uh, <laughs> that's not a joke yeah but the thing the biggest surprise of the night for me was not that barbie was good it was that i we started what time did oppenheimer start like nine eight, nine i thought i would be like out the moment the nine hour film oppenheimer started playing that movie feels way shorter than it actually was, I think. Yeah. Like, it was very good. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was also, like, a Nolan movie, so I expected it to be good. And so yeah. it was... Well, and that and all the reviews are like, transcendent filmmaking, the first real movie ever made. <laughs> no, it's not. It's good. It's yeah. not that good. So, I don't know. What did you think about him, Bobby? Um, I loved Oppenheimer. First movie ever made? It's the first... It's probably... The first it's one. at least in the first three, like maybe <laughs> not the first, yeah. but uh, it feels like there's been a drought of like, this is a movie with a story and it's just told with no, no gimmicks, no marketing yeah. things. I don't know if I'm on record on this podcast, but I'm not a huge Nolan fan. I really like Interstellar, but not a big fan of the Nolan Batman movies. Mm. Mm. Um, okay. Inception, yeah. I think is like fine, but I'm Inception's not a huge like to. Is heady the right word? High concept. Yeah. yeah. It's like yeah. there's a like it's, it's like high concept, but there's to... no low concept to support it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it is kind of like the South Park episode makes fun of it. Just like it's like a really crazy concept and then Yeah. Uh but yeah, I loved Oppenheimer. Barbie I didn't really like that much. I mm. thought it was fine. Yeah. Uh 
I, I thought it wasn't very funny, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling were really good. Yeah. Yeah. But to me, it felt like way too self-aware for its own good. <laughs> yeah. It felt kind of like... Uh, it was very oh, I wrote, self-aware. I wrote down... Uh, oh, yeah. So a few years ago, KFC made a dating sim. Yes. It kind of yeah. felt like that to me. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I can definitely see that. <laughs> the KFC dating sim of the movie world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Colonel Sanders dating sim. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can I ask if there was something called a fart orchestra? That took place during the movie. Would no. you like it more, Bobby? No, I, I heard. Of, I heard about the fart orchestra. Oh yeah, that, that, that was the, something that was cut between yeah, test screenings. Probably and the wisely. No. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I I, I liked. I, I'm I'm kind of with you. There there are part of the movies where it's just like I thought all the stuff with like the like the Will Ferrell stuff was like awful. I thought that <laughs> yeah. stuff was really bad, and it didn't yeah. go anywhere. And like no. it positioned they them as the villains, but then yes, yeah, absolutely right. I, I kind of felt like the movie won me back by being like it did not take itself seriously at moments where it's just like the way they can go back and forth between the the two worlds does not matter. Yeah, if there's I mean, some if a funny joke could happen here, we're gonna just do it and like confront the idea that we didn't earn it or anything. We just want to have a fun time <laughs> at the movie. Yeah. yeah, I do like that at least did that rather than just having stuff happen for the sake of it happening. Speaking of unearned, I thought the violent shift into sentimentality at the end didn't yeah. work at all. That was the worst part. I yeah, think. like the Billie Eilish yeah. song. <laughs> Billie Eilish. <laughs> <laughs> the during the Ruth like they're oh, in the ether that, that and Dumbledore's Billy talking oh, okay. to Harry. Yeah, uh, yeah, I didn't like that at all. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's fine. How I, much of that now knowing again, like we watched them in different knowing orders, about the fart orchestra, knowing about the fart orchestra. <laughs> no, do you think like was any of your enjoyment? I'm sure it wouldn't be significantly different, but was any of it affected by you thinking on the heat death of the Earth the whole time? Uh, or, like, probably. Okay, <laughs> I, I, bet, I bet it did too. Because Oppenheimer is perfection as far as pace goes and mm-hmm. barbie that is like its weakest aspect yeah <laughs> it's like yeah. It was, it's kind of it was kind of insane how not three hours oppenheimer felt. <laughs> yes <laughs> right yes especially after like us watching a movie already mm-hmm. before right mm-hmm. oppenheimer is good my only complaint about it is like when it's supposed to be like him thinking about molecules the theater just kind of screams <laughs> at you yeah yes. it did feel a little out of place sometimes where it's just like well, this is a christopher nolan movie that it Especially in, in the theaters. Beginning. Yeah, like at the very beginning when he's talking about like studying and then it like it like screams like four times. Yeah. It's my only complaint. Did did you guys see it in IMAX? No. no. Bet, did you see it in IMAX? Mm-hmm. I bet it really screamed in IMAX. <laughs> no. It, our, our volume seemed pretty reasonable. I don't, I don't our, know. Our, ours was like like a what you see like a, like a bass boosted car drive by you know what I mean? Where oh, it's like okay. this yeah. is intended to like hit you. Gotcha. Yeah, it was I'm, like that. I'm also a baby when it comes to loud noises. So just the opening was lots of like yeah shaking the theater. Yeah, I looked over during the actual bomb drop part and Christina had headphones on. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, it, it, the bomb drop part like wasn't that yeah. crazy. I mean, it, it was a bomb drop, so it was intense, but not like the crazy bass of the opening where he's yeah. just thinking. <laughs> But um, no, it was it was awesome. Yeah, yeah really good. Uh, then let's see Wednesday we went to see Talk to Me. I've heard that's really good. Uh, you guys know about it? No. Nope. The TikTok thing. The TikTok. I mean, ki- yeah, kind of. <laughs> okay. It, it it is one of the many uh, kind of TikTok sensation horror movies hmm. along the lines of like uh, er, the movie's not like this, uh-huh. but. Uh, it had like a grassroots promotion in a similar way mm. to like Skinamarink yeah. early this year. Right. The idea of Talk to Me is like, what if possession was like a dumb party trick? 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> that like groups uh-huh. of kids would do. Okay. It's I would say solid, but not not as good as everyone is saying it is. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's it's got some good spoopies, but <laughs> I feel like any time a horror movie comes out that's not like complete garbage, it's automatically elevated <laughs> Wonderful, to this yeah. is the scariest <laughs> yeah. thing in the world. Yeah. And it's not. It's it's one of those, you know, like it's hereditary light mm-hmm. kind of movie. Okay. Yeah. Um, there was another movie. Oh, did you guys see Smile from last year? I was getting big <laughs> Smile vibes from that, it, this. It, it, okay. it, it is like a better version of Smile. Oh, okay. And you liked Smile. If Smile serves. Okay. It's all right. Yeah. Uh, it's it's worth a watch, but don't like rush on out Max to see in it a or, month. Yeah. And, yeah. On Max, <laughs> the one to watch for HBO. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, horror is definitely the genre that like has like the most garbage like mm-hmm. thrown in like all the time because it's so easy to make. You just like put like okay, here's the it costs concept. Like two dollars. Yeah, yeah, it costs two dollars. All because all you have to do is just play a loud noise like to for <laughs> yeah. the jump scare. And, and it's then, like, yeah. inherently interesting. It's not. It's not like two people are breaking up. There's there's always something interesting happening. Some mm-hmm. promise of a monster or something. What did you do, David? Played a little bit of Baldur's Gate three. It's come out. It's awesome. What kind of what kind of ball sack do you have? <laughs> <laughs> Unrelated to what you're currently talking about. <laughs> uh, my character's a girl. It's just default everything. Oh, default ball sack. For <laughs> default <girl>. ball sack. <laughs> Normal. Okay. Um, in this game, you can choose what sort of testicles you have. <laughs> well, no, you no just, your fact, penis. Is, I've only talked to you guys about it, so this is the only thing I know about this game. <laughs> it just I, has. It's, it's just the wait. So does the ball sack change when you change the penis type? What, ha- what, what happens when you cast a spell? Is there an anti-gravity spell? (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes if you do enough movement, the ball sack clips out of your clothes and shakes around on the screen. (laughs) That's not really. (laughs) (laughs) Can you cast enlarge? Only on the ball sack? Yeah. (laughs) Right. Mage hand. <laughs> is this just like a weird hentai game? <laughs> like what? No. I cast enlarged ball sack and then use Bigby's hand to beat off. <laughs> hey, that's happened in D and D somewhere. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. no doubt. <laughs> um, a third of D and D games involve that action. <laughs> Basically, like nudity hasn't come into play like at all, other than like character customization. Uh, it's just uh, what a weird thing. <laughs> Yeah, I I mean there's there's romance scenes you can romance different characters and stuff so maybe it comes into like full sex scenes yeah. like a la cyberpunk That'd or whatever. Su- that would be surprising if your testicles came into play <laughs> turning <laughs> sex scene <laughs> just like swinging them around like bolos. Right. <laughs> but yeah, no it, it's uh, I'm still on act 1, which is just what I played from the early access, but it's super good. Uh and also replayed uh Pokémon Violet. It's fun. It holds up to the first time. I didn't love the Team Star stuff as much. As I did before. It's very weak compared to everything else, which is saying sure. something. <laughs> That's what I did, Spencer. This week, I watched a lot of a show that we will not discuss right now. And I also played a- Define a lot. You mean like a 115th, roughly? <laughs> yes, that's fair, yeah. <laughs> Depending on how you want to look at it, I either watched about 20 hours or a very small portion of the show. Uh, but I played a video, James, called Final Fantasy Sixteen. Has anyone played this video, James? I I- can never tell which Final Fantasy is which, so I'll need more explanation if you don't, I don't mind. Think the anyone, new one. I don't think anyone in this room would like it. Okay, it's like Devil <laughs> cool. May Cry, right? It is like a Devil May Cry light in how a is Final it even, Fantasy. How is it even setting. lighter? So Devil May Cry actually has some like very inter- interesting integrations between like what base combos your character can do, what weapons you are given over time, and then 
you're always vying for not just to beat the battle, but to like get style points and to do it as uniquely go through your whole kit as robustly as possible. In this Final Fantasy game, you do get a kit that is akin to that, but there is no benefit to kicking the tires of that kit as it were like it really your biggest benefit is to like try and get through battles as quickly as possible and like find what is optimized and i will say what is there looks really good like it is a visually stunning game i think i've taken more screenshots playing this game than <laughs> most any other. it's just like oh this is a cool moment like i want to see this screenshot again later i don't know um so this one they did a game of thrones and you play as Jon snow right you um and you have a party with you except so first example it's just ghost as your is your party right <laughs> well like you only control the main character there are other people with you and around you you see them cast spells and like do things but i couldn't tell you a time that i noticed that even really doing damage like it seems like it's all flavor um <laughs> it, it made me miss uh seven remake a lot um because i feel like seven remake is doing what this game is doing but better probably i don't know they just lose so many rpg pieces of like what makes final fantasy final fantasy like a lot of people are saying this isn't a final fantasy game and what does that even mean this many games in i I don't think it's that sacred to say that but i do think it misses a lot of the piece like one game i kept comparing it to in my head if this will give you an idea of how rpg light it is I think Kingdom Hearts is a much more robust experience as far as like RPG stuff. (laughs) Like, uh, I don't even want a Final Fantasy anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, like one one thing it does, you get uh, you can upgrade your sword all throughout. Like, you get different swords for each big bad that you beat. The swords uh, they'll have a higher attack value and a higher HP value. That's about it. They yeah. scale up with you as other stuff scales up too. <laughs> I've heard that there's like no like elements don't matter and there's no like In status anyway. effects or anything. Um, the status effects you cannot do any of them. <laughs> uh, yeah. Bad guys can uh, like protect like the mage of the group can protect or cure. So as someone who doesn't care about like game mechanics at all, yeah. is <laughs> the story any good? Mm-hmm. I've heard Characters? people say it is, any, any, um, uh, but you played it. So. <laughs> that's, that's a, that is a strange thing to say about someone who's almost completed this game. You so, would probably be better watching uh, YouTube videos. Boss fights are like literally like an hour long, some of them. It's actually an interesting world that has stakes to it. Game of Thrones is, again, the best comparison I can make. Like at the beginning, you know, there's all this intrigue related to he was part of the royal family and then oh did he kill his brother because you know uh, in this world there are people that can use magic they're called bearers bearers are treated as just slaves like they're a lower class of people 100 percent um and then there are icons and dominants icons are just the final fantasy summons if you know them that's what they are dominants are the people that control those summons so like every nation will have one dominant and Mm. that's how geopolitical powers really work beyond uh-huh. just like having an army or something yeah that table dressing is is really interesting and then they kind of just video game it and go kind of nation to nation and as as he kills a dominant he gets garuda now and he can use wind powers gotta go then... to the ice town <laughs> yes. yeah now as far as like spectacle goes and watching the fights, David, you said you've seen them. Like it feels like, okay, this is a pretty normal final fantasy fight. You know, I've got the sweeping orchestration going on and it's this one-on-one moment. And then it is just like 20 minutes of a kaiju fight. 
and it's you're like flying insane. Around. Like one yeah. of the craziest action sequences, or some of the craziest action sequences I've seen committed to the PlayStation Five. Like mm-hmm. it's wild. If you like that sort of thing, awesome. If that does not feel very substantial to you, huh. you will not like basically any part of this game. Uh-huh. Uh, they, so it sounds like I, it's more like God of War than God of War is the other comparison yeah, right. it's getting a lot of. Yeah, mm-hmm. God of War three specifically, not the like reboot stuff. Like, yeah. Oh right, yeah. I don't know anything about this. So it's uh, I, I for what it's worth, I am on the positive end of it. Like by the now, I don't know how much of that is Stockholm though. Like I like the characters at this point because I've spent a lot of time with the ensemble, you know, and I've like you learn about their stories by way of every side quest is a fetch quest. There are a lot of them. Um, it, it reminds me of Final Fantasy fourteen a lot in that way. If you've done that or played that game, you actually get some good nuggets of storytelling in there. But again, is it worth the panning for gold? Like, it's a game that by getting to the end of it here, I enjoyed it. I'm glad I played it. I'm not sure I can recommend it to many people without it being <sighs> just very qualified recommendation. There uh-huh. are just there are other Final Fantasies that do each piece of what this game is doing better than mm-hmm. it does. So neat package, but I don't know. I, I feel like this will be a Final Fantasy that kind of gets forgotten, except for you know really diehard folks. Yeah. But I feel like we're in a we're in a weird age now where like every game type exists from like AAA to like as simple as it can be to spell check to spell check. <laughs> from, from, I said AAA. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> quadruple A. Yeah, quadruple A. <laughs> uh, and so now we have like every little partition of like game mechanics is like an entire game now yeah. so like re- reflecting on what final fantasy used to be i might say it's like a story-driven game with like moral choices like maybe like a telltale games used to be mm. combined with like an idle rpg but back then that was just the game R- yeah. rpgs looked like that yeah and so it's it's weird that it's it seems like as the game has shifted more away from like the idle rpg stuff that audience doesn't seem to drop this game. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like Final Fantasy. They, the dev- Square Enix decided that people hate turn-based combat. Right. And then you know, they never went back. I think right, a but final... the audience like, still plays the game and they have feelings about it. But yeah. it, it seems like there's not a ton of... All the negativity is towards it being compared to what it isn't often. Does that make sense? What do you mean? Like the name holds so much power right. c- compared to... <laughs> But that, that's it, it's, it's picking up people that aren't even like its demographic anymore just because of the name. Yeah, like, yes. yeah. yeah. So for me, I, I think of like the old Super Nintendo RPGs, which are about like three. They're almost even like strategy games, which the new ones really aren't at all. They're like strategy idle RPG, and then there's some cool story stuff that you kind of have to do your own digging to actually yes, get good yeah. stuff from. And this is just like you said, like God of War cinematic with Make some little digging power power fantasy. Of... Yes, yeah. And it's, it's it's weird that that audience is still clung to Final Fantasy, and they don't seem to gel with its current ideas as much as it used to yeah it makes me wonder like if that original audience even really exists or cares anymore though like i don't i don't know who this game specifically is for i know a big part of the positioning is that it's a playstation exclusive game right i think it was an announcement like game with the ps5 as well right maybe it's just you buy if you buy a PS5 and you want the biggest bestest game. This is it the has one. biggest bestest game vibes all throughout. <laughs> right. It's like, hey, uh, here, look at this scenic meadow with this castle. Now imagine like a normal sized castle. What if five hundred times that size <laughs> there was a crystal behind it, and that crystal controlled Godzilla, and your boy with a sword and a dog are gonna have to fight Godzilla? Yeah. There's also an idea like, uh, unlike Dragon Quest, which it basically iterates on the same mm-hmm. ideas every game to the point where they've, with the newest one, kind of perfected the uh, yeah 
simple story with really solid exploration and combat. Final Fantasy feels the weird need to like reinvent themselves every <laughs> single game. Right. I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> uh, I'm glad I've played yeah. it. It's a really pretty experience, and I like some of the characters. It is not worth this time investment. But what'd you do this week, Caleb? Uh, this week, I'm going to pretend that I happened, it happened this week. I watched Creature from the Black Lagoon, the old movie. The Ridge. The, the old Ridge. I watched it on 35 millimeter in 3D. Ooh. Oh, no. It is was, that why I found 3D glasses in the back of your car yeah, earlier probably. today? Yeah, probably. Okay. Why cool. were you digging around in the back of my car? Uh, you put me back there. What'd you expect me <laughs> to do? The... You were conscious? <laughs> yeah. <Wait. laughs> were they like the real 3D or were they like the red and blue? They were like the red and oh. blue. It, it worked surprisingly well. Okay. But it, it seems like 3D movies have always been. There were four 3D sequences, and then we're just going <laughs> to shoot the rest of the movie. It yeah. was like normal. Uh, so the original was shot for 3D parts of it? Yeah, I guess so. Or was so. it like ups- upscaled? I don't know if that's the right word. but because I know some... question. I guess it, it had to have been if it had those 3D sequences. Because there, it, it is like it's not just like this jumps out. It's not like the whole frame jumps out. It is like certain parts are okay. distance further apart from the red and the blue. Interesting. Yeah. Is it good? I've never seen it. It's good. It's fine. Compared to other movies that came out in like 1950, I'm sure it's incredible. It, it, it is very like the core of a lot of movies. It's very Anaconda. It's very like King Kong, the remake, not the original one. Yeah. It's very Peter Jackson's King Kong. Uh, is that the one with a young Clint Eastwood, or am I thinking of Swamp Thing? You might be thinking of Swamp Thing, but Swamp Thing is, I think, is like an '80s movie, so surely it's not that. I don't, I didn't, I didn't notice if him, notice him if he was in there. There is a uh, fish monster movie with a <laughs> with a fresh face Clint Eastwood. <laughs> I didn't notice him if he, if he was a minor player. It's pretty modern, with the exception of uh, male to female relationships. <laughs> there is a mm. lot of like, oh, she's a woman, she can't handle seeing this monster, <clears throat> she'll fall apart. <laughs> You stay on the boat. We'll jump in the water. Yeah, she'll period out. <laughs> uh, but it's good if you're. I think if you're like interested, you won't you won't be bored. It'll, you'll enjoy it. But I don't think it's worth seeking out unless you're seeing it. I believe Bobby is thinking of the 1955 film Revenge of the Creature. <laughs> okay, oh, so it's a sequel. a sequel. Yeah. Okay. That's what I did. That's cool. Thank you, uh, Bobby. Is that cool? Uh, that's cool. So, uh, Spencer, is that cool? If it was Revenge of the Creature, I would say yes. <laughs> oh, Dang but it. because it's not, I say, oh, yeah, that's <laughs> cool. Oh, nice. <laughs> Triple cool this week. Okay, are you boys ready for some RPG later? Boop, Season boop, boop, boop. six finale. Is that true? Yeah. Dear God. Let's go. On the outermost stretches of the many-verse, where the most tangential of universes lie, a crowd cheers, 
popcorn, chips, and processed meats fly into the air as the crowd screams in exhilaration. Growls can be heard coming from the center of this large crowd, like wildcats fighting to the death. Grayson looks down at the mana gauge on his stoner cycle. (laughs) The gauge has spun well past the dangerous red zone. He can hear liquid mana gargling at the back of the machine. A quick glance behind him confirms that Drain is still directly behind him. A swing of Grayson's sword destroys the protective covering of the intake on the front of his own stoner cycle. Mana fumes start causing his eyes to water, but now he's able to make the loop-de-loop without dousing his wheels in caustic mana. As the pair are pressed into their seats encircling the ten times loop-de-loop, they each take their weapons and reach upward to cut at their opponent. Drain cuts the iconic white peacock feather off of Grayson's helmet. Grayson crushes one of Drain's handles, his hand protected only by the pinky ring he received at their shared nephew's bar mitzvah. (laughs) As Grayson exits the loop, Drain takes a final swipe. Grayson lifts his elbow to protect himself. From his elbow to his shoulder, his flesh is sliced away and begins catching the air as he speeds into Dead Man's Bend. Grayson (laughs) breaks away his metal shin guard to scoop out some molten mana and cauterize his wounds into a gnarly mass of glowing blue scar. At Dead Man's Bend, Grayson can feel one of his stones crack against the spiky wall, and a violent shaking can be felt. He can see the stocking station just beyond a simple jump. There, he should be able to grab a pack of mana powder, so he can fashion a simple mortar that should fill the void on his cracked stone. Regretfully, he takes a quick glance back. He can see Drain's sharp white teeth through his blackened armor, gaining on him at an incredible pace. Grayson lifts his butt off his seat to cushion the jolt of the jump, and he begins to fly through the air and through the first of the fifty flaming rings. Just before the peak of the jump, Drain tilts his stoner cycle to maintain his forward momentum. At an incredible speed, Drain's machine begins breaking through the bottoms of the flaming rings. Flaming flinders are sent in all directions. A piece even flies into Cyril's bologna soup. Cyril flips the soup over angrily and puts his head into his crossed arms on the TV tray. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Cyril. This is too long already. (laughs) That's fair. As if in slow motion, Grayson sees the black machine appear below him in the air and drains steel clubs swinging towards him. The club strikes him and sends him into a barrel roll. Spinning, he can see Drain safely touch down underneath the landing platform ahead of him. His stoner cycle now above him. Grayson can do nothing but watch as the reinforced steel edge of the landing platform comes between him and his lower half. For a moment, he tries to secure his helmet but realizes that his hands are no longer attached. (laughs) Grayson's legs, still attached to his hips, tumble loudly across the landing platform before settling in the dust. Drain appears from beneath the platform, leaping deftly off his machine. The crowd breaks through the barrier to surround him. Cyril is finally handed his snow cone. But in the commotion, the bottom of the cup gets dipped into a small amount of mustard. He gives the attendant an annoyed glare before smashing it into the painted clown on the side of the food truck. (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) Cyril. Master Scribe King Stephen writes furiously into his parchment. He imagines telling his kids of this story. In 500,000 moons, no dark elf has ever ruled the lands of Yoggleton. From a slave to a warrior and now a ruler... King Stephen looks at the crowd gathering around their new lord, all species gathering and crying and cheering, holding each other, having conquered the great tyrant that ruled this land. Suddenly, a scream is heard. King Stephen looks down into the crowd. The participants have all collapsed, writhing with grunted screams. 
King Stephen notices that the sky is turned dark, and he turns to look. His eyes dilate as he stumbles backwards and tumbles, twitching out of the balcony. As the people writhe, they can't help but stare into the sky at this dark thing. Across the land, birds drop from the sky. All the creatures of the sea swim to the surface, only to float on the top. Over the course of eight days, the people pull their ears away from their heads and tear at their eyelids. Their tongues split and grasp at their teeth like the head of a hydra. Their fingernails drive upwards into the bones of their hands. Shoulders snap vertebra as they are drawn together. Ribs pop through flesh as they straighten. The dark thing travels the world for ten more days, collecting its prize from the still-living flesh. Once the dark thing is satisfied, there is nothing. No man, no beasts, no world. No space where a world once was. As close to never was as possible. Sorry, Cyril. Sorry, Cyril. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My apologies to Cyril. Ten dozen gargoyles fly from the top of the wizard's tower at the heart of Pinnacle. A last request for the hope of Jorgington. Our hero, Lil Sour, as she understands it, has the most important job of all. She bites at her knuckle and pulls at what little hair she has presses her palms against her temples in frustration. The makeshift crew can be seen hurriedly working behind her, sawing and hammering, enchanting and alchemizing. After many hours of work, the professor puts his hand on Lil Sour's shoulder, letting her know it's time. Lil Sour confidently grabs one of the albums from the selection of hundreds and tucks it under her arm. The worn, shabby crew of strangers salute as the party ascends to the top of the tower. Lil Sour clears away the cobwebs from the old crank and begins to turn it. Enormous brass horns uncoil at the top of the tower, pointing outwards. She unsleeves the black shiny disc and places it on the turntable as it begins to spin. A low hum can be heard all across Yorkington, a pulsing sound, and then... The suns peak over the edge of Yorkington, revealing the mast of the grand ship... Two large feathered wings protrude from the sides of the ship. Wimple, now on hour 60 of his sleepless night, proudly pounds the ship with his hand and turns around to give the captain a smile and a thumbs up. Orgot, what have you decided to name your ship? The name of the ship is the (gasps) Cornbread King. (laughs) Right. You see Wimple sort of uh, lovingly fingering the letters of the Cornbread King on the (laughs) side of the ship. Stop (laughs) that. Big sensor bar over it. <laughs> we see the, the, the beautiful wood of the ship uh, being revealed by the two suns. Uh, and we do, in fact, see on the mast of the ship this enormous flag. What did you decide to put on your flag? Or got <laughs> on the cornbread king. <laughs> uh, it's like a, it's like a, a giant row of corn that stretches out into infinity. Uh-huh. And then, like, at the very end of the infinity, like the horizon, <laughs> there's a crown. Okay, yeah, uh, that's pretty. Okay, yeah, that that's could good, be that's a good, real pattern. That's good theming. Yeah. <laughs> it's on brand with the cornbread king. Uh, Orgot, uh, compared to the immediate past, have been working towards this moment. Uh, traveling on this ship is relatively relaxing. On your on your crew, uh, you have been assigned uh, Wimple, of course. You were able. He, having received the call, he made an arduous journey to the Wizard's Tower where he did meet up with you, uh, as well as T.S., and that is Twixel and Schwitzel. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, Not Twix shits or whatever you said <laughs> Twix before. Shit. Twix, That's Twix pretty Twix. good. Maybe we can call Twix <laughs> Twix I, I was thinking like Schwixel or... Uh, <laughs> I couldn't call it. Twixel. 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 
I really like Twix shit. <laughs> I like Twix shit too. I don't. <laughs> uh, uh, so, did we have time to uh, catch up with Twix shits to find out what happened to them? Uh, yes. Yeah, I mean, uh, the the science of it is still <laughs> shocking and <laughs> and surprising. Uh, you can imagine them like a, a, a sort of a Goro type creature. Oh, uh, forearms. <laughs> yeah, okay. forearms. Buff, but roughly your height now. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> one right. head or two? Uh, just one head, but three genitals. Ooh. Which three? <laughs> All three. Huh. Oh. Okay. Is it is it like a single personality or is it? Like uh, a... it's it's sort of like a schizophrenic personality. Okay. It depends okay. on the moment. Mm. Oh. Gotcha. Like split, split down the middle. Oh. Okay. Uh, and you do see this small crew as well as a few strangers uh, in the hurry. You you've received a. a other survivors, we can call them, who have decided to join you are also on this ship. And it seems as though now that the sun has risen and your adventure has officially begun, they are all staring at you, or God, wearing your captain's uniform as if they're hoping for some sort of speech or uh, rousing statement. Hey, everybody. <laughs> hello, hello. They all cheer. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe scream. Are Felix and Belkson? They're not on the ship with you. Okay. Today is our independence day. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Yorkington. <laughs> so uh, my my goal is I'm flying the uh, ship to the Badlands. Yeah, you are flying to the Badlands, and the Tear is on board with you. Who wants to be a vampire? <laughs> this guy. I'm I'm doing some crowd work. Now. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pointing out. A, what what do you survivors. do for work? Are you from here? Are you from here <laughs> what's, what's your name? Uh, cabbage. Cab- cabbage. Get up here. Come on. You want to? <laughs> yeah, you want to be part of the show? <laughs> I assume other people are like, kind of like handing him to me. Yeah, he doesn't <laughs> want to get up there. They're he's cra- he's cr- being crowd served. <laughs> yeah. He's a little embarrassed. He pointed at someone in the back of the crowd that's being pushed forward. <laughs> what, do you, what do you do for work, Cabbage? I was a janitor. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> so far, the crowd is loving it. What What did your daily uh, routine entail? Well, I uh, I go to work. Uh, yeah. After work, I like to I like to paint uh, landscapes. What if you could paint those landscapes with blood? Uh, <laughs> I don't know, sir. Captain. Anybody else you want to come up here? <laughs> ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> yeah, you. You, oh, you there. You oh. there. I knew this was going to be a long episode. <laughs> <laughs> An hour of crowd work. <laughs> yeah, we can we can flash forward. Okay. But well, I'd like ca- to think the, yeah. by the end, there's like 15 or 16 people <laughs> on stage. It went from stand-up set to like worship the, service. He doesn't let the other ones sit down. They have to keep standing up there. <laughs> <laughs> he just asks them their name and what they do. It turns out this, is not, this the, is not crowd work. He's just getting to know his crew. And then a vague uh, reference to being a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, he's just preparing them. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a success. <laughs> I heard no one is going to jump off of this and kill themselves. Oh, and then he jumps off at the end. <laughs> uh, will you give me a focus check, Orgot? See if I can focus on how good that speech was. <laughs> 20. All right. Uh, w- with a 20, you-, you are quite aware that in the distance, unfortunately, the Germancos are still raining, but you do notice uh, immediately above you, uh, a normal rain cloud starts to pitter-patter on the boat as well. In the distance, you can see what appears to be sort of this large lightning strike. However, it's purple. And when this lightning strikes, 
you notice that there's this large dagger-like shape, almost like a, a knife punching into the ocean. And then you see before you on this ship this sort of flickering figure in a robe with a tentacled mouth, uh, and it speaks to you and to your crew. Good eve to you. We are the heralds of the Lord God who has chosen you. Soon you will be bathed in his countenance and your souls will live eternal as a part of him in our crusade. Blessed are you who are chosen to live within his glory. You are now among the heraldry and I welcome you. Uh, I'm going to try and attack him with my spear. (gasps) Okay. Give me an attack roll. 17. Okay, with a 17, you do definitely place it right in his chest. Uh, Unfortunately, it seems to cut through him as the the portion of body that it pierces turns into this mist and reforms. As with all, you must tithe. And he doesn't seem to be phased. What do you mean? To live forever, hand in hand with the Lord God, you must give your water, your air, your carbon. But do not fear, for the Lord God will be with you soon. How long we got? The Lord God will be with you in approximately one sun cycle. How long is it before we get to the volcano? Uh, It's probably about on pace. Probably take about 18 hours to make it there, which is about how much daylight you have. Assuming that's what he means. Does this ship have like an engine or is it like a, is it magically? Uh, It it is magically. It has a, a set of magical wings that are able to propel it as well as keep it afloat. Is there any yeah. way we can hashtag punch it, Chewie? <laughs> uh, you certainly could, yeah. On, on this this boat, uh, rather than having oars, it has uh, much smaller wings that the crew can sort of man and take hold of, although it will use their own energy, and 18 hours of paddling could be intense. It's worth considering. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm, I'm going to help, too. I think any like able-bodied person, we're going to try and get them to help lighten the load by manually paddling. Okay. Yeah, and as, as you command the crew to go to the... Dude, does anyone know ship parts? Can I call it the Boochicks? And will anyone correct me? What? I don't even know what you're referring to. To correct They me. go down into the Boochicks of the boat, which is where the people go. Ah, uh, the poop deck. The poop deck is... Oh, that's right. That's what the poop deck is? Oh, I don't think so, no. <laughs> Maybe the poop cave. Poop cave is the official... I think, yeah, Bahookies. <laughs> right. I think you were right. <laughs> Bahookies. They go down into the deepest Bahookies of the ship to grab hold of these oars made of magical wings and propel them as quickly as possible. As they're entering down below... Lightning strikes next to you, uh, and you do see one of these large, what you almost immediately recognize and understand is a gift ship uh, made of this jagged purple uh, striking into the ocean, and you do see this sort of mist rising at the bottom as if they're collecting water. On the surface of the ship, you see these tiny holes. Out of them starts to pour these tiny ships, these manned ships uh, made of glass. What would you like to do? The ship itself also is has arms as well. Has cannons along the side, wings like a, tra- tra- a traditional pirate ship, but with a some set of wings on it. Okay, how big are these? The ships themselves are they're, they're not much bigger than the creatures inside. Let's say they're big hamster balls with gith inside, <laughs> so they're pawing at the sides to move through the air. Are we talking oh, yeah. about like shakaroni size, bigger? <laughs> no, no, no. What's what's like a half a shakaroni, also known as a normal person? Mm. A shakaroni just shack, just like a Larry Bird <laughs> size, more like a Larry David. Oh, okay. <laughs> <All right. laughs> okay, so how many cannons are on each side? Sixteen on each side. Jeez. And how many cannon or how many people are? Ten. We're gonna have six people manning the wings and then 
two people on each side of the ship manning cannons. Okay. And you do see that they are untrained. They are sort of firing the cannonballs. However, you are pretty well stocked. So firing them randomly, you do occasionally hit some. Felix, you roll dexterity. 13. Okay. With a 13. Behind you, you can hear the professor who is uh, aboard your ship, which is known as a flyblade, uh, which is essentially a, a head of an axe with a, a cockpit Ooh, attached to it. That's cool. Seeing that these ships have appeared, uh, you were going to approach and try and help defend the cornbread king. <laughs> so did we know that? Did we know that they were going to come? Uh, no, they just happened. To ha- you just sort of collected all the flying devices that you had access to. Is Can- Ducks in my R two D two? <laughs> emotionally we lost him it doesn't matter we lost him <laughs> his head pops off can can we get a name for your vehicle as yeah. well what, what did you since you're the, you're actually the first pilot this is an experimental vehicle oh, for the fly blade <laughs> yeah. yeah i guess with like for lack of anything else uh foxy grandpa <laughs> okay, oh. nice. does that have a foxy grandpa painted on the side yeah like in a bikini but it's a guy <laughs> an old man it's it's felix as a grandfather wearing a bikini <laughs> uh what would you like to do you see that there are three that are sort of attacking the underneath the hull of the sorry underneath the bahuki of the cornbread king the guns are unable to get to right Mine doesn't have guns, right? I'm just driving up and slicing, kind right. of? Essentially, yeah. You okay. fly through something, and you're essentially just a giant blade. Okay. Like a cock- yeah, cockpit in the middle, so I want to do like a cool barrel roll and okay. try to slice them at the same time. All right. Give me dexterity. 18. Okay. Yeah, and in fact, you are able to, as you cut through them, uh, you pierce through their, their shells. Uh, it's almost as if as soon as they're cut through. They explode. <laughs> you do like the cool, like a... Uh, it's like a like circle outline ex- or whatever. <laughs> yeah, a circle <laughs> explosion. Uh, and you are able to cut through one of them. Uh, you notice that there are five more around this ship. What would you like to do, Orgot? You do have a small amount of uh, smaller arms on the top of the ship if you'd like to man those. Harpoon guns and That's what crossbows. I was waiting for. A cool harpoon gun. <laughs> <laughs> I assume I'm one of the four manning cannons. I am going to go to the... Uh... The, what the crow's nest yeah and uh <laughs> that, that's one we know yeah. i'm gonna poon them <laughs> poon them okay give me dexterity 11 okay with an 11 do you, do you keep the rope attached to the poon yeah okay <laughs> yeah you see the the rope sail past one of the bubble ships and latch into the side of this enormous ship uh, it does seem like the surface of this ship is relatively frail as it sort of crumples uh, and drags uh, an enormous piece almost the size of the ship almost like tinfoil away as you pull away from it uh, and it is sort of hanging below the ship felix you see this enormous sheet of purple steel flying towards you flying at me yeah what would you like to do so i'm gonna do like a big like a big turn like turn sideways and then spin like blade side spinning (laughs) okay and try to cut through the plate of metal okay it's 18 yeah yeah yeah. with 18 you do precisely cut into it and can i fly into the ship (laughs) into this into the cornbread cake (laughs) <laughs> into the into the ship you pulled the metal off of. Yeah, you can. Okay, you want to start. Yeah, and as as it peels away, you do see that inside it appears like it's relatively thin. You can see the people manning this great device. Yeah, I want to mean mug them as I'm <laughs> okay. flying through. Okay, are you crashing into the ship? Cutting through the ship? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah and you are able to cut through not just the metal, but you get a, a the people a, a, br- a brief <laughs> a brief second of seeing the people's reaction to this large head of an axe flying Flying towards them before you cut upwards across them, pouring gith out into the ocean. You see the ship itself, the base of the ship, the water appears to stop as if they are refocusing their efforts towards you guys. Uh, And you see this large orb 
sort of pop out of the top of the ship, maybe three, four times the size of the Cornbread King. It appears to be firing these sort of yellowed lasers that slowly move towards the ship. Uh, what would you like to do, Orgot? Does it look like it's manned or like it's a like a drone kind of thing? The ship itself? The the orb that's the coming orb. out. Yeah, it seems like it's manned. It's actually, you can see the, all the smaller orbs on the inside of it, people pawing at the doors of it to make it go. Surreal, <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Is there like a centralized kind of cockpit area to that? You do see what, what appears to be a darker orb in the center of it. Okay. It's almost as if the, the orbit spinning itself is generating this kind of energy that it's firing at you. Can I break out the oversized uh, T-shirt gun that I have? <laughs> the, tar- the tarp Boom. gun? Yeah. I, I want to try how, and... how oversized? Do we it's, uh, like... it's pretty oversized. <laughs> it's like 30XL. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, no, it, it shoots tarps instead of okay. T-shirts. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. What uh, is a tarp? But a 30XL T-shirt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> For someone who's perfectly flat and has no arms. Yes. Um, <laughs> or head. I'd like to shoot it at the cockpit area, see if I can blind them, maybe. Okay. <laughs> Give me a dexterity. 16. Okay. Yeah. With the 16, you are able to definitely fire it. Uh, at first, it seems like you actually uh, miss and fire it too high. However, the air catches it as it sort of sinks down onto the, the orb. And you do see this cracking and sparking, these yellows, almost as if the tarp itself is igniting the firing mechanism. So it, it, it ceases its firing. Nice. Uh, Belkson. Will you give me a dexterity? 20. Ooh, okay, with a 20. Will you give me focus, Orgot? 19. Okay, with a, a 19, you do hear coming from behind you this this enormous flutter, like a flapping of wings. And, and appearing behind you, you see this enormous insect face, furried, uh, and it, it appears to have this golden hat on. Uh, and, and looking at you, it says, Uh, And on the back of this enormous insect, you see Belkson (laughs) swooping past you towards this enormous orb. Go get him, little sour! All right, Belkson, what would you like to do? Wait, so am I in a large butterfly Jermenko (laughs) controlled by little sour? That is correct. Okay. We got your back, Cornbread King! (laughs) And then we swoop past the Cornbread King. (laughs) And I I guess we want to attack the, uh, the large yellow laser firing okay yeah orb how how big is uh it's it's roughly the size of the cornbread king although although the wings itself are not its main body but the orb is bigger than cornbread king significantly right so i don't think i could move the orb if i wanted to you might be able to if i wanted to let's say dunk the orb like a basketball back into the big ship okay (laughs) okay so I, i whisper into the antenna the exposed antenna closest to me Ramming speed, little sour. Okay. And we want to hurdle at the uh, very, very large hamster ball as they deal with the giant tarp. <laughs> okay. Give me strength. 16. Okay. With a 16, you are able to crash into it. You can't quite shove it exactly where you want. It has have a surprising amount of mass to it. However, you are able to shove it upwards, uh, towards back towards the top of the larger ship, the purple ship. So you might be able to slam it back down. Okay. Um, I want to... Talking to my cell stone um, and say, Foxy Grandpa, come in, Foxy Grandpa. <laughs> what's, your, what's the name of you? Uh, it's, it's just a little sour. I'm just on <laughs> little sour. Sour one, come in, sour one. <laughs> I read you, sour one. This is sour one, <laughs> Foxy Grandpa. <laughs> you got to turn them on, guys. <laughs> sour one. <laughs> what happened to sour one? <laughs> and then we just crash. <laughs> 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 I'm going to need your help up here. This, this thing's is Cornbread big. King. 
Stay off this line. There's <laughs> Wimple here. What's going on? Can we get some chatter out there, fellas? Put Twix shits on the line. <laughs> <laughs> I need all units up here. We got to slam dunk this big baby. <laughs> so you need help? Yeah. <laughs> do like a U-turn or... I guess just, yeah, go through and do like a big... Uh, just start flying at the bubble, I guess. I okay. want to try to cut around... Just the edge of the bu- like fly around, mm-hmm. uh, graze the edge of the bubble and cut it in half. Okay, peel it. Peel Foxy the bubble. Grandpa, you turned off your targeting computer. <laughs> What's wrong? <laughs> um, what does what does the professor say? He's just trying not to be sick. <laughs> yeah, this is a lot more intense than he imagined. <laughs> Hold on, pops. <laughs> he's like he's actually all robot now. <laughs> His arms are just like pressing against the top of the ship. He's gone unconscious. Dex. Uh, yeah, probably okay. Dex. Yeah. Um, twelve. With a twelve, unfortunately, the fly blade. Uh, it seems like it's a tighter maneuver than you expected. Yeah. Uh, would you like to crash into and possibly <laughs> and, die. and through the ship, or would you like to avoid it altogether and sort of position yourself above it? I'm gonna crash into the ship. <gasps> okay. Yeah. Foxy Grandpa, pull up! Foxy Grandpa! <laughs> you do, yeah, you, you do trying to encircle this machine. Uh, the tightness of the turn radius surprises you as you cut rather into the ship instead. The mass of the ship does halt you as you sort of come to a stop near this blackened core of the ship, making eye contact with the creatures around you. <laughs> so, this is Independence Day. When <laughs> right. Hey, how's hey. it going? <laughs> uh, and yeah, and you do see them sort of stop momentarily confused as they sort of look around their bubbles and pull out these uh, tiny what appear to be crossbows but hand-sized okay, i gotta try to get out okay what are you gonna do just try to like i guess throw it in reverse <laughs> yeah throw, or yeah i guess i turn to the right just try to turn to the left and gun it <laughs> okay yeah gonna jerk back and forth yeah try to get break loose four four uh you do you do uh press the do button on this machine and you know you see that uh, Felix has disappeared into this uh, large bubble, uh, which is now uh, positioned above the large purple ship. Cornbread King, he's dead! He's dead, Cornbread <laughs> King! I'm not dead, I'm not dead. There's a Cornbread King. <laughs> Everything all right? <laughs> no! <laughs> I, never mind, and I want to tell a little sour. We need to go to the orb right now, we need to save him. I want to go to the crevice that's been created by... The crash landing. Okay. Land over it. What what capabilities do I have here on the large sour monarch butterfly? The large large sour monarch butterfly. Uh, you do know that there there are some there's some sort of extremely irritating, maybe even toxic uh, pollen that is able to be used, as well as these uh, enormous mandibles, which are compared to the size of this butterfly, can just destroy anything if you get close enough. Anything is the mandible strong enough and maneuverable enough that it could get in and pull out the ship without the, destroying it. The mandibles are, but the proboscis probably is. So it's not normally a combat uh, device. Okay. However, if you were gentle enough, you probably could help Felix pull him out. It's proboscis time, baby. <laughs> woo, woo, what? It, well, <laughs> I'm not sure what it is 100%, but it it should be able to reach in. Ah. You're going to need to suck him out. Is everything all right in there? <laughs> We're going to have to suck you off, Foxy Grandpa. <laughs> what? <laughs> you heard me. And then you say a proboscis. Yeah, just in there jabbing around. <laughs> 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 Yeah, Felix, you do see this enormous, yeah. disgusting, wet appendage start jabbing into, crushing some of the gift. Yeah. Orgot. Uh, unfortunately, there are the four remaining smaller bubbles. One of them has crash landed onto the surface of the ship. Two men popped out. Hop, 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 hop. <laughs> they're kind of just shooting in all directions. 
Is there any other weaponry up here? Uh, there, there are a, a series of crossbows. Uh, most everything else is rope. And you could reload the two large devices if you wanted to, the harpoon and the net cannon. All right, T-shirt baby, cannon. I'm, I'm going to double fist crossbows and uh, <laughs> jump off the crow's nest onto the the deck, shooting okay. at the guys. All right, give me dexterity. 15. Okay, with a 15, you are able to do it. Uh, one of them, you see one of the arrows as you sort of fall from this uh, crow's nest, uh, presumably tied up with some sort of rope, hopefully. <laughs> uh, you see one of the arrows cut right through the head of one of these creatures as he collapses. Uh, the other one gets struck in the shoulder. However, you do collapse on top of him. Uh, what would you like to do? seems like his, his body feels strangely light, as if there's very little mass to it. It, it sort of crumples and cushions your fall. So there didn't have to be a rope. <laughs> Good, because there wasn't. <laughs> How marshmallowy are these guys? Can I just like rip his head off? <laughs> if I if I had to give a, a food related texture, I would say Rice Krispies flesh. Oh, okay. Okay. you can do that. Well, hey, I got a I got a poison bite. I'm gonna take a bite out of his neck. Okay, that's a 13 for the bite, a 17 for the poison. Okay, yeah, with a 13, you are able to uh, wedge his uh, shoulder and head apart to get a good biting spot. Uh, he does kick you, knee you in the butt. Uh, and so you fly forwards. Uh, would you like to leap off of him successfully, or would you like to smash your head into the boat while taking a bite? I'll smash while taking a bite. Okay, yeah, and and you do so, momentarily dizzying you from a sort of a minor concussion. However, you do very successfully rip uh, his flesh apart. You're somewhat familiar with Gith. Uh, it seems as though these ones are sort of a strange breed. Their flesh is extra, extra light, and rather than blood, you see this dust pour out of his veins. Uh, and he is dead. Uh, Felix, there's oh, a yeah. giant proboscis. Every now and then, it sort of crashes into your to the ship, into your ship, leaving a, a a tiny crack in the hull of your ship. <laughs> has it left enough room for me to like? Uh, has it nudged me loose? Yeah, it does seem like there's. It's sort of com- it's sort of compacted all these ships around you. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'll just try to slide out. Okay. Is it, yeah. Uh, yeah. Give me dexterity. Nine. Okay, with a nine, unfortunately, you are able to sort of pilot the ship enough to sort of turn it ninety degrees, but not pointing outwards, and the, you do see that some of the gifts that have not been crushed by this proboscis are going to fire at you. What would you like to do? <laughs> I don't know. Does it, have any, it doesn't have any guns on the ship, does it? doesn't have any guns, no. I guess I could try to fly at them. Okay. Get them. Okay, you're going to head towards them? Yeah. Okay. Try to cut them up. Give me strength this time. Four. <laughs> okay, yeah. Unfortunately, with a four, once again, this, the engine sputters, uh, and your ship is going to take damage. No damage. Okay. Fortunately, one of these yellow laser beams slowly moving towards you just slowly bounces off of the ship as well. Belkson, you see that uh, this proboscis is cramming in there, and you, you hear uh, Felix yelling from the inside. Hey, hey, cut it out, cut it out! All right, we're going to stop. <laughs> in the chaos of it all, I want to continue the efforts to push the orb back into the big ship, though. Okay, give me strength. You do have it well positioned now. That is an eight. Okay, with an eight, unfortunately... Little Sour sort of rears back in an attempt to give it a good push. And now you see that the the shoulder and head of this giant moth are now wedged in the hole. Uh, however, it is sort of slowly heading towards the top of the ship, if that's where your hope is. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Now, yeah, now the entire head and shoulder of this creature is shoved into this hole with you. Cornbread King, it does seem like the rest of the crew has fired at the ones that are immediately attached to you. And the rest of them have headed towards uh, the fight at the top of this giant orb. What would you like to do? And you, you don't have the most nimble ship. She has a lot of firepower. But... Yeah. Is it reasonable to expect I would be able to cause enough ballistics damage in their area that I could kind of 
unwedge them without blowing them up. Uh, yeah, if your if your fire was precise enough, you might be able to. Yeah, I'm about to say, I'm probably like at the center of the bubble, right? Yeah, and and they're basically located at the same spot. Really, it's, fire yeah, away from the hole. More of a more of a motor starting issue than anything. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's really. Not, I mean, I didn't make the ship, and then. it's not on me i I, didn't do this i keep looking at the professor i didn't do shit covered in all that worried about it (laughs) yeah i'm gonna try and do that then safely (laughs) blow felix out of the uh, (laughs) out of his predicament okay you do this with the normal cannons yeah uh 15 okay with the 15 you are able to strike it precisely on the opposite side as the hole and you do see the ship sort of buckle and twist and much of the insides is dislodged as a lot of it pours out the bottom where you fired. And now there is plenty of room, Felix, except for the giant hole, which is stuffed with a moth. <laughs> you do see the on the opposite side of the ship, though, it seems like a lot of the insides are pouring out of this hole. Can I do an intelligence check to see if there's like some sort of, maybe there's a redo button? See if I get <laughs> the ship to start? Sure. <laughs> An eight. Okay, yeah, with an eight. So yeah, you're sort of, uh, the press are now unconscious. You you sort of take a look at this panel you weren't supposed to be touching, and you see a few buttons, and you think you know what they mean. You sort of press one of them, and this uh, mana cloud fires out in the face of Lil Sour. You give me a constitution. That is an eight. Okay, with an eight. Unfortunately, both you and Lil Sour are temporarily blinded. Reactively, she sort of jerks her head out of the hole, begins to tumble down. Will you give me strength? Let's see if you hold on. That is a 15 to hold on. Uh, with a 15. And in fact, it does seem like Lil Sour herself is not doing as well as you. If you'd like Little to try Sour. and comfort her. Hey. I can't see. I got so many eyes. I can't see. <laughs> <laughs> Lil Sour, it's okay. Calm down. Calm down. Okay. What would you like to do? I want to go to her uh, terrifying eye uh-huh. set up. And I'm going to see if I can squeegee some of the (laughs) mana cloud off of her eye using my squeegee attachment. Okay. 15. Okay. With a 15, you are able to pull out your squeegee from your chest and also the bucket of water with with sensitive soap in it and rub it on her eye. That's right. L'Oreal Kids training shampoo. (laughs) (laughs) And you are able to uh, squeegee away some of this mana that flakes away into the, the air as she's falling and she is able to catch herself. Look at me, little sour. You got this. Their head turns around backwards you on can, the oh! butterfly. <laughs> okay, Felix. Let's see if it'll start up. Yeah. With the explosion, you see that all the the ones who were able to fire out have now fallen out of their bubbles. They're trying to desperately grasping, trying to get back in their ships. <laughs> seven. Okay. Unfortunately, with a seven, yeah, you're you're unable to find the switch that can help you out. Ask the professor. Who is who's unconscious. <laughs> Wake him up. <laughs> yeah, uh, you do see that one of the gith, rather than climbing back in its bubble, is starting to climb. You, you sort of hear it first as, boom, as a yellow hand lands on the glass of your ship right outside. What would you like to do? Keep trying to start the ship. I mean, okay. Turn on the windshield wipers. Yeah. Is there a wipers button? <laughs> There's a wipers button. Uh, it, there is also, you can open the cockpit. No way. Okay. Then they'll get in. Right. Well, it's a one. Oh, oh no! no. My one? my strength is n- minus two. It's, right. a, it's a bad ship. They designed us a, a, a ship for a strong man, not a <laughs> not a small fox man. Okay. Yeah. You see the gith pull out this uh, sharpened purple dagger, uh, and you see it plunge into the body of this ship. Uh, will you give me damage roll? Uh, it's one endurance, two endurance, just two down. Okay. Yeah. And you, you do see the knife itself is able to cut away this large portion. Uh, revealing these runes written on the stone on the inside. It's a bad ship. Poor, poorly, <laughs> ma- poorly made. 
Okay, Orgot. Now the Cornbread King, having successfully shot the orb, is starting to veer away from combat unless you redirect it. What would you like to do? Heading towards the Badlands. I mean, we got we gotta get to the we gotta get to the volcano. We have the tier. I I look back at uh, Felix and Belks and worried, but I. It's I, fine. You gotta go. You get gotta out go. of here, Cornbread King. Go, Cornbread. Go. <laughs> it's Cornbread King here. <laughs> Everything here, uh, five by five, we're, uh, <laughs> we're going to press on. Go ahead. Uh, I'm sorry I was mad at you guys. I know you just wanted what's best for, for me and for everybody. We're, we're really sorry about what happened to Groovy. I kept telling Belkson not to become a wall, but he just kept farting. <laughs> and uh... <laughs> You know I can't <laughs> fart! <laughs> so, uh, if, if, if this is a goodbye, then uh, I'm, I'm glad to have adventured with you guys. Likewise, Cornbread King. Cornbread King out. Feeling speech. <laughs> uh, Orgot, I'm going to give you one split token for that Whoa! speech. <laughs> Twix shits going <laughs> split one third away apart. It's just like, then the top one pops out of the other one. <laughs> and then they, they raise their hands like they just did a magic trick. <laughs> Ta-da! <laughs> okay, uh, let's go to Belkson then. You're now uh, still careening downwards, but now having full control. What would you like to do? All right. You're sort of at the base of this large dagger-like ship. So wait, careening downwards, but we have control. So I want to yeah. start by pulling up and making sure Little Sour's okay. Okay. Um, am I below the orb now? Yeah, you're you're almost at the ocean. Okay, I want to fly back above the orb. Okay. And then assuming I can do that pretty easily, I want to call out to Foxy Grandpa, Foxy Grandpa, how many are on you? Uh, Just one. <laughs> what kind of weaponry does he have? <laughs> He's just got, gunk. <laughs> just got a knife. <laughs> That's all I needed to hear, Foxy Grandpa. <laughs> Dogson's gonna leap off of Little Sour okay. and into the crevice. This is the classic bottom of the ocean. <laughs> he only leaps off things in the bottom, over the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Okay, all right. It's gonna be dexterity, buddy. I love it. That is a fourteen. Okay, so. Uh, oh! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Just flying right. through the sky. Uh, unfortunately, a little sour. Loving the speed at which this moth body can fly. Flies a little too high above the ship uh, before you jump off. Uh, you do jump directly on the orb. However, the wind slowly drifts you over to the side as you sort of crash through the roof of the large purple ship <gasps> uh, and into what appears to be a command station. Uh, you see lots of geth, but all these ones are dorky and have glasses on and calculators, uh, and they they sort of stare at you wordlessly. And then there's like a beat, and then both of his hands just do 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 just start flying oh, around yeah! the ring. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Foxy Grandpa. <laughs> okay, you're firing projectiles, right? Yes, yeah. Give me dexterity. My ray of force. Can I use focus? Uh, you can do whatever a ray of force requires. That is a 12. Okay, with a 12. Unfortunately, the, the ray of... Wait, what is the partial for the ray of force? I, I forgot there's a special one, right? The user is also knocked back by the force of the blast. Okay. So you, you are able to sort of pull both your hands out and fire at them indiscriminately, destroying most of them almost immediately. But like a water wiggle, you sort of fly around the ship before flying out the side of it and into the orb. Yeah! Crashing. <laughs> made it where you wanted. Yep. Uh, and, and you do crash into the, the darkened center of this ship as well. And you can sort of see uh, Felix through the, the other side of these clear bubbles. Foxy Grandpa! <laughs> Belkson appears no longer on the giant killer moth. And stuck in the bubble with it, you. With me? <laughs> right. 
hey <laughs> and i want to he is i don't know if this is my turn still but he's like going to charge at and try to shoulder check the gith that's stabbing with the uh the blade okay yeah you, you you do have to climb through sort of this mass of bubble work to get to him but you are able to okay uh what would you like to do like i said i just want to shoulder check and like tackle this guy basically okay just full body full force like a strength sort of move i would say i would agree it's a 17 okay with a 17 uh, yeah, almost as soon as you see Felix, uh, you see his determined face, and you can faintly hear rock music playing. Yeah, yeah there's like a really cruddy, like, kickstart my heart, like, <laughs> yeah. but, but elevator music. <laughs> it sort of crashes through the mass of this plane and just obliterates this uh, Rice Krispies gif. Yeah. Splatting on the windshield of your vehicle. Is there a way Belkson could hook into the back of the ship? Is there, like, a port? Can I roll, Ooh. like, intelligence <laughs> to see if he can just hook up? Please do. Twelve. You're aware that there are up to 13 different places that Belkson could attach to this. However, you're only able to find the one which is in the back seat where the professor is. <laughs> I guess you're stuck on the ship, buddy, if I can ever get off. Um, can I roll an intelligence to sure. see if there are any on the outside? Sure. 16. Yeah, with the 16, you, you do recall that there are this, this port that the Gith has opened up actually makes it easier to access. So you wouldn't be secure by any means, but you would be able to attach to it and power it. Okay. Overpower it, really. Overcharge it, in this case, since it's already powered. I would be powered. able to kickstart it. You, you would be able to kickstart the heart yeah. of this yeah. yes. live blade. Yeah. Perhaps and get advantage? I think so. I think if you both give me a roll and take the higher, I'd be okay with that. Okay. So I'm going to take one hand and like RoboForce just into the side of it to hold on, then the other port into it. Okay. And it's like, all right, I'm going to try something. I don't know if this is going to work. A 15 for me. It's a nine for me. Okay. Having its heart kick-started, uh, the flyblade <laughs> does rev into gear, slice through some now fragile orbs, and is able to cut through. Do you want to try and go through the core or back out the hole? <laughs> back out the hole, man. <laughs> Let's get out of here. Double down. <laughs> <laughs> no, what do you want to do? I, you got the you got the roll, so what Let's do you think? Let's get you out of here, Foxy Grandpa. <laughs> okay, yeah, and you are able to, with your uh, obscenely tight turn radius, uh, almost make a 180 jettison out of the hole and you are free and not flying successfully although the weight is a bit heavier on one side now it's fine <laughs> spinning yeah <laughs> okay you, you do see this large dagger-like ship starting to tilt strangely uh, as if it's not being piloted correctly anymore you would suspect that is because you've killed all the calculators in the top belkson uh, you do see the cornbread king has uh, continued onward to the badlands uh, and you see that uh, a little sour is sort of uh, making big circles in the air just sort of having fun uh, what would you like to do? Can you drop me back off over at Little Sour? I was going to say I was going to fly you over to Little Sour if I can. Yeah, you're able to. Now hop back on to Big Sour. Oh. <laughs> no, we can still do loops and stuff. All right, you want to start doing loops? Uh, on our way to catch up with the Cornbread King, we can do some <laughs> loops, yeah. You would love it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Spell out Belkson with pollen. <laughs> Woohoo! It does appear like the Badlands itself is relatively free of these daggers, although more appear behind you. Do you all want to continue to the Badlands? Is that correct? Oh, yeah. we are. So yeah. we have a, a team meeting. We all catch up. So, uh, to your left is the Flyblade, and to your right is the Giant Moth. Captain. Oh, oh you're back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys lived. <laughs> you know wanna... when you say goodbye to someone and then you keep walking the same direction with them? <laughs> Weird, huh? I want to stay back and just try to take out as many daggers as I can. Okay. I was going to say, I want to like keep an eye on the purple ship to make sure it's still like going down. That particular one does seem to be tilting down into the ocean okay. uh, somewhat slowly, uh, but there are 
on either side of you, not not directly between you and the Badlands, but on either side. At a distance, there are these two blades. They don't seem quite as interested in attacking you as the one that you just blew up did. Heading to the Badlands, is that correct? Or are you, are you, are you hanging back? I'll follow, but I'll just try to take out stuff on the way. Okay, yeah. There are stray bubbles along the way. You are able to, with your flyblade, uh, as you travel, you do see the the rain starts to get heavier and heavier, and it gets harder to see where you're going. According to the map, you are heading in the right direction. And then once again, you see the figure appear, the herald. Which of you is the one known as Orgot, captain of the Cornbread King? <laughs> <laughs> That's me. And I salute. I stand uh, at attention. You have a butter <laughs> knife in your you hand. S- you salute the enemy. Yeah. <laughs> like people do. That's me, sir. <laughs> That's me, sir. He's honorable. <laughs> We'd like to make a barter with you, Cornbread King. I'm listening. Join us on our ships and we'll travel together. We'll save you from the destruction of this world and you will be among us, among the Lord God as a priest. I kind of look behind me. What 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 is the crowd reaction? <laughs> do it! <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> do it! Yeah, we all want to do yeah, it! Yeah, we want to be a priest, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> this is a bad plan, and theirs sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> and then that guy gets thrown off the boat. <laughs> 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 I have no family, and I was a criminal. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone who's ever died on Quest for Adventure That's at least what they say that. right before they die. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's still like a mist man, right? Yeah, it does seem like it. Okay. Just just to make the point clear, I am going to chop him with the with the spear. Okay. Cut that out. <laughs> well, that, never that cost us 5,000 space bucks every time you do that. I... <laughs> <laughs> Why did I tell him that? <laughs> we'll never join you and your lord god. And then I hold up my green the book of the green god. This is the only god. <laughs> no crowd behind him. Uh, we have mixed feelings about it. So. <laughs> Let's keep it open. And then mind. I go, and try and scare him off the off the ship. Okay, give me your roll. Twelve. Okay, what's a partial? Later, man decides whether the target becomes hostile or not. Okay, all right. The hostility is not escalated. However, your shout does appear to almost immediately disintegrate this figure in a way your sword did not. Presumably costing them trillions of space bucks. Oh my gosh. <laughs> What's the conversion rate? I'm there? destroying their economy. <laughs> uh, Twixel gives you a thumbs up. <laughs> hey, how are you? Are you okay, Twixel? <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. Switzel? Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I high five them. They, they high five you back. Cornbread King, ask them if when they were one person, if they did a number two and a number four instead of a number one and number two in the bathroom. <laughs> There's a cornbread king. What'd you say? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Saying it out loud made it sound more dumb. <laughs> Belkson, you do uh, see appear before you now. Oh, great moth beast, you are clearly lord of this land. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what say you? Join your comrade with us and become a part of the Lord's Crusade. I don't know. Did you already talk to the other guys? No. <laughs> okay. Well, then, no, I guess not. Yes, I did. What, what did they say? <laughs> They're into it. How into it? Do you uh, have your? Do you accidentally have your radio on? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> they, yeah, they hear everything. So they said they were going to do it? They said they were DTF. <laughs> <laughs> Down to fuse? Carbon? <laughs> Down to fuse. 
Let me let me think about it. Can I get back to you? I'm sorry, but the decision must be made quickly. The carbon absorbers will be dispatched soon. Foxy Grandpa Cornbread King, how are we feeling on carbon fusion? <laughs> Fuck him. <laughs> All right, I guess we'll go for it then. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we're okay. Could could you instead eat my butt? And then he, I want the blast array of force at the hologram. <laughs> okay. Uh, he does seem incredibly insulted. Uh, <laughs> the mist sort of pours outwards as the beam travels through him, uh, and then it does cease. Small axe flyer! <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's, yeah, what? As I'm just like speeding. <laughs> I'm going to try to shake him off, do some flips and like ups and downs and stuff. You could be among the greatest warriors of the crusade, slaying beasts with reckless abandon. Can you point me to who's in charge so I can think about it and talk to them directly and definitely not fly into them and try to kill them? <laughs> you see, uh, he sort of gestures to the sky and you notice that there are these two large red eyes beginning to appear, uh, almost as if they're larger than the sun itself. Right, but like not, not, they don't have like a physical form yet. Doesn't seem like it. Can't fly right into them and say, hello boys, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> the Lord God makes our decisions. For it is controlling of all. Perhaps uh, I could tell you about my Lord God. That's Check okay. out this pamphlet. <laughs> that's okay. I just want to go back to cutting through more ships, or if there are none, I'll just catch up to the Cornbread King. <laughs> okay, yeah. Hit end call. Yeah. <laughs> all right. To do the wipers. <laughs> yeah, it wipes away really quickly, costing a lot of money. <laughs> a lot of space bucks. How's the professor looking? He has now regained consciousness. He's sort of embarrassed, embarrassingly trying to collect the vomit. And then, similar to the to purple lightning, uh, you now see a teal lightning, uh, and these large cubes appear. You do see that there are these large spikes, almost like teeth, grinding at the bottom of these cubes. Uh, rather than floating, they do collapse. Uh, several of them sort of sinking very quickly to the bottom of the ocean. But as you approach the Badlands, you can only faintly recognize through the rain and the carpet of Germanco corpses. Uh, you see these giant cubes collapse on the ground and start eating jamencos. Start eating jamencos as if they're grinding away the land itself. These sort of sharp edges left behind as they burrow deeper into the ground. Are these Langoliers? <laughs> <laughs> they're cubes, Bobby. There's a decidedly Legally different distinct. Shape. <laughs> yeah. Um, I want to on giant moth sour approach the cornbread king. We need to get to that volcano right now. And the moth's going to grab on to the Cornbread King, killing that one person that was all about it, I guess, um, <laughs> and use the big wings to like speed up the Cornbread King. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Is, is there an attachment for the, the fly blade to park in the back and help speed it up? Yeah. On, on the front and the back, are there sort of these ramming We're mega zording out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> these ramming steels that you could press into. I'm uh, doing I, it. I'm going to get that ready. Yeah. On the ship. Okay. Yeah. I guess give me, uh, give me whatever rolls you want. Give me your highest rolls. Yeah. I'll call this a team. Give me a teamwork roll. That's a 17 for Orgot's teamwork roll. 14 for Belkson's teamwork roll. It's a 10. Okay. Yeah. You are able to, with quite efficient uh, understanding, uh, set up the the ramming plates. It actually gives you a better place to hold on to, Belkson, with this giant moth as you press it forward. And then a little late to the party, Felix shows up. <laughs> you do it, but you're ugly and mean. <laughs> I was cut. I was been cutting through a lot of bubbles. 
and daggers. Uh, but you are able to press into the back of the ship. This ship itself clearly was not meant to go this speed. You sort of see these flinders of uh, wood chip off the front of the ship as they catch wind. Sort of the, the more poorly formed hull of the boat flying away. And uh, I'm going to send the other three cannoneers to the bottom to speed it up even more. Okay. Uh, and as you do go down there to sort of give them a speech, you see that the morale is not good. It seems like the the people themselves are sweating. Some of them have vomited in the corner and have gone back to piloting, pushing these wings as hard as they can, the, seeing their captain appear. How far away are we? Just a guess. Uh, a guess would probably be maybe about two hours away. All right, guys, we're we're closing in on the home stretch. I need you to give me everything you got. What do you think we've been doing? <laughs> <laughs> I need you to give me 110%. <laughs> we see you hear one of the guys throwing up in the back. <laughs> that guy gets it. <laughs> Would you like to give me a charisma? It is an unnatural one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. That's not, that's not as bad as a natural one. All right, it seems like at this point, uh, the crew itself, though trying their hardest has not been able to muster any more energy than they previously had. And in fact, it seems like they've hit the wall and this is sort of the limit. Some of them are even uh, sort of phoning in their paddles. Uh, can I go over to one that's phoning in his paddles? Yeah. He's in a prisoner's outfit. <laughs> and he says, <laughs> due to die in two days. <laughs> his name tag. <laughs> due, due to be put to death. <laughs> his identity has been replaced by the date of his death. <laughs> Excuse me. Charlie Day the seventh, <laughs> if that is your name. <laughs> Do you want to be responsible for every death in this universe? Oh man, look out there! It's I over, shake man. Him. I... <laughs> it's game over, man. Oh yeah, Paxton, that's your name. I remember. <laughs> I punch him across the face. <laughs> it's a twister, man. <laughs> Do you want to give me a charisma for the other guys or a strength for this guy? <laughs> charisma involves intimidation. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. that's a fourteen. Charisma? Yeah. Strength. Okay. All right. Uh, with a 14, unfortunately, uh, th this punch has gone way more aggressive than you hoped. Uh, <laughs> Killed him. <laughs> so would you, would you like to possibly permanently switch your captaining style from lovable captain to miser? Or would you like to fail this charisma check and have a neutral effect on the crew? Listen up, assholes! <laughs> <laughs> You are going to push, and you're not going to stop until I say you can stop, or I will punch you in the jaw like Paxton, little baby bitch on the floor, Paxton. <laughs> Nightcrawler, I kick him. <laughs> All right, and in fact, they do start pumping like never before. That's my hero, Captain Orga. <laughs> <laughs> Man of the people. Crew of death-sentenced criminals. Man <laughs> near the people. <laughs> you do head over the... Badlands, and even through this uh, thick rain, you are able to see the bright blue glow of the volcano in the Badlands. It's a blue volcano? It's a blue volcano. Unfortunately, to approach this volcano, uh, you certainly can't go above it. Uh, it's pretty well known that the fumes of this volcano will melt any physical object. Any? Yes, and it is in fact sort of this magical fume that pours out of the top of it. Uh, that melts it, not not in a heat sense, but in a changes it from solid to like liquid. dissolves it, yeah. Right. Huh. The volcano itself uh, is fairly low to the ground, so you're going to have to duck low and probably bob between two of these giant cubes to get to it. So would you like to skirt lower towards the cubes or risk going higher where these fumes may affect the ship? How much time do we have left when, it, when he said the day right. cycle if, was if over? If he was being truthful, you would expect 
to be cutting it. Maybe maybe even be worth just flying into the volcano. That if if that were the an option, that would be the choice. However, you know, obviously it's up to you. The, the top of the volcano itself can't be entered either. You'll have to go through sort of a, one of the side channels so the fumes don't hit you. My ship will get there the fastest. Uh, probably, yeah. That that would solve the time issue if you were to just and crash it, into the, the lava. And if it gets... Well, I would try to crash next to a like an entrance and then yeah. if enough time is not had, like we get to like universe shaking, I could fire jet to the, the side, of, like into an entrance or something. Yeah. Where whatever we take, all three of us should go and that gives us more chances to not screw it up that's if you want to swap with the professor I maybe was, that maybe that'll build more morale for the crew now that the miser gets in the back seat and belkson <laughs> holds on yeah my, my vote is that belkson holds on and we do the soup up the ship thing again so you're even faster speed it up and then or got in the ship i guess too so like all of us in the you the just want to barrel ship. barrel through yeah i think so if we can get enough speed and then put you on the loudspeaker just screaming at everybody yeah <laughs> Okay. That tries to get close. It's fine with me. Who's your second in command on the on the cornbread king? Wimple. The, the cornbread prince. <laughs> Wimple is the cornbread prince. <laughs> okay. W- while discussing this, uh you do notice on the ship one of the uh w- one of your crew members uh Orgot, uh he's sort of talking to, casually to one of the other guys. Yeah, and so I did that crime. It was a heinous crime and I if, when I'm done here I'm going to do it again. And then you notice he looks up into the sky. Uh, and you do see him sort of collapse, writhing on the ground. <laughs> well, uh, can't be too sad about that. <laughs> I knew it was a kid the whole time. I didn't care. Uh, no. The the man that he was talking to, uh, having seen this, possibly a criminal as well. Yeah, me too. I, I was also a criminal. <laughs> me yes. too. Let me see what he was looking at, though. <laughs> he turns around to look at the sky, and he too collapses. Uh, you sort of see both of their bodies writhing and wriggling on the ground. Uh, and I'd like you all to give me intelligence checks. It's a 16. Also a 16. That's a 19. Okay. The professor was able to give a a, a somewhat vague briefing on what might happen here. Uh, and you do suspect that this is one of the occurrences that uh, the beast itself, having been seen, would destroy whoever destroy criminals. <laughs> destroy criminals. <laughs> <A> superhero. <laughs> maybe, maybe we just maybe we put the professor and uh, Twixel and Schwitzel on a little maybe sour. We have the wrong idea about this guy. <laughs> no, no, we put the professor, Twixel and Schwitzel on the back of a little sour, have them fly home and then let the ship of criminals fly into <laughs> the monster into the volcano. <laughs> into the volcano. You start looking around the ship, or got killed them all. <laughs> now there's nuns and orphans. Damn it. <laughs> never mind, never mind. Get them out of here. Orphaned nuns. <laughs> Orphaned nuns. Soon to be nuns. I I am okay with putting all the, the named NPCs on, <laughs> on Lil Sour and sending, sending her away. Okay. Uh, we could take the ship and the blade if we if we survive we could fly away on the blade or the ship whichever one's makes Still it intact. I guess. <laughs> yeah right yeah get as close as we can and then hoof it the rest of the way it's fine with me uh you see little sour examining the two bodies what happened to these guys professor put the blinders on little sour <laughs> <laughs> I want to tell anyone that's still on the ship, the orphans and the nuns, to go into the bahookies of the ship and look down. All right. And uh, will you each give me uh, focus checks? Seven. Eighteen. Thirteen. Okay. You do feel, it's not like a pain, it's almost like being electrocuted, wash over you. And in fact, or God, it's enough to drop you to your knees momentarily. It's almost like this vibrating occurring on your body. Belkson, you feel it and and 
recognize it, but you're not affected in the same Normal. way. Normal. This happens to me all the time. <laughs> it's like getting charged up. Mm-hmm. And you do feel sort of this uh, discomfort in your bones. You do, you do sort of sense and, and understand that it is coming from this great beast in the sky. You can you almost feel it in the ship itself as if the, the matter is vibrating as you stand on the ship. We need to hurry, We need guys. to go! Yeah, do we just want to detach the blade and leave the ship, put the parking brake on the, <laughs> the Corbred King and come back to it later? Put on the emergency lights. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll throw down the anchor and then hit the flashers. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Yeah, uh, the anchor hooks into a cloud and stops. <laughs> <laughs> but there's this huge sign, like re- regular sign, really long pole, and it's like no parking between <laughs> eight and four. <laughs> right, right between the two spaces. Right Damn here. it! Airship will be towed at <laughs> Gosh! <laughs> uh, can we all fit in the blade? All three of us? Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can get back. on the outside of it, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right, that's right. Okay. Yeah, we're going to send everybody on, everyone who's still alive and has a name. Uh, <laughs> right. On Do you have a name? Get out of here. I'm an orphan. I don't have a name. <laughs> get get below deck. <laughs> okay. Uh, you do tell it's a little sour. Brad, I'm an adventurer. Four adventures better than three adventures. A little sour. Sometimes the best thing that an adventurer can do is stuff that's not very cool, but it's good for everybody else. Well, why don't you go back and I'll stay here? That's a great point. Good thing I have giant wings and can carry everyone. <gasps> I don't. He was being sarcastic. I was being sarcastic. Sour. I'm sorry. That was. Uh, there's a lot of stress right now. <laughs> You're the only one who can do this, okay? And we need you to get back to Petite. And tell her of our success. You're the only one we trust to tell Petit. Me? You. But I can't even remember my phone number. You don't need to remember a long long string of numbers like that. (laughs) You just need to remember they did it. They did it. See, you got it already. They did it. What? That's pretty good. Don't keep keep saying it. it. They did it. Nope, nope. Professor, you got this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, he puts his hand on his, your shoulder and nods. He wipes more vomit away from his mouth. <laughs> Little Sour is going to fly, but it backwards so that she can stare at you as she flies away. I thought they put the blinders on her. <laughs> they're they're up. up blinders. Oh, okay. yeah. Blinders. <laughs> right, yeah. I guess we all we all wave as, as she slowly Goodbye. flies backwards. You see one of her wings start to wave. Ah! <laughs> <Tumble>. <laughs> what the one surviving criminal that it that was on her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just beating my wife. <laughs> <laughs> Good riddance. <laughs> we did it. Let's go, guys. Why was that our crew? <laughs> they, were, they were the only ones who survived. Just the, the nuns and the, the child molesters. The only ones that would do it. If we make the prison out of really thick, strong rock, that'll show those criminals. <laughs> we'll live in this house made of Rice Krispies. Yeah, we're going. Yep. Okay. Duck and low, is that correct? Duck and Duck low. low. Duck, Duck and low in the fly blade? Yep. Oh, it's like the trench scene from... Uh, what is that called? Starred... Star Trek? Yeah. Star Wars? Yeah. War? Oh, you probably meant DS9. That's where the D came yes, from. Yes, yeah. yeah. All right, you're getting ready for your attack run. You do notice that uh, the tops of these large cubes open up, uh, and you see these uh, gith pop out. They have these large cubed helmets on their head that seem to propel them towards you, uh, and they do have these yellow... The same as these... Almost like a crossbow, a large crossbow. However, it fires this large yellow laser that flies towards you. We've got a barrel roll, right? You guys cool with that? 
We're already doing it. Sure. Uh, you give me a, yeah, actually give me a focus. Yeah, for piloting this. However, you're going to have to give me strength, Belkson. 13, 15, 14. Yeah, so you are able to do a, it's not quite a barrel roll. It's more of like a, a, a circular making a cylinder, but you are able to sort of bounce off these yellow lasers that are flying towards you. Belkson, you are able to hold on firmly or got. Unfortunately, you have forgotten to buckle your seat properly and you hear it sort of snap loosely. As you're pressed up into the top of the cockpit. <laughs> Classic. That's the moment watching the show and everybody like starts clapping. Yeah. Yeah. He did it! He did the thing! He did the thing! <laughs> it seems like we're on a quest for adventure. <laughs> All right. Uh, making, making this large loop, uh, you do go up into the air higher than you intend to and back down, cutting through uh, some pieces of trees. Uh, sort of these the limbs smack against Belkson as you you pass by, and now you are incredibly low against the ground. Once the the loop de loop has stopped, uh, what would you like to do, Felix? And or, or I guess as you stop as well, Orgot sort of collapses on your on your command panel in your lap. Um, I'll I'll help him back hey to there. his seat. Uh, you want just go ahead? Uh, you okay? Kiss him already. <laughs> <laughs> I buckle up, and we'll try to take off again. Okay. Yeah. How's the engine looking? Uh, the engine's looking good. Okay. I pull out the uh, duct-taped arms that are holding the cube, and I kind of just got it ready. Or the tier, rather. Mm-hmm. Right. Being this low and cutting through the trees, you are ca- causing quite a commotion. Uh, you do see that it appears that some of the natives have come out of the woodworks and are attempting to attack both of the gith and the cubes and you as well. Are they vampires? Uh, they're not vampires. You see... Uh, these sort of, are they Cenobites? <laughs> they don't appear to be Cenobites. You, you notice they have sort of these insectoid faces, and they're sort of launching these stringy, sticky webs. Uh, out these of, lands are bad. Yeah, out of mm. their, their large butts firing at you. Oh, no. Oh, man. Uh, nice. And you do, you do see sort of a series of them coming directly at you as Orgot starts to climb over the back of your seat. We gotta, we gotta try to go to the right, cut some trees to the side, then just go dodge it. Okay, and it does seem like on both sides there are these cubes still. You're trying to cut it close to them. Let's cut a cube. Okay. <gasps> Give me dexterity for this maneuver. So 12. Uh, yeah, you are able to, uh, w- with the 12, you are able to very easily avoid these sticky webs that are flying towards you. However, you do crash and cut into the side of this large cube. Luckily, similar to the other dagger-shaped ship, fairly frail, and the, the fly blade does cut through it very cleanly. However, it, unfortunately, it is on the same side that Belkson is on. Belkson, you are sort of being dragged through this mass, vaguely seeing confused faces of Gith as you pass by them. Hey! Uh, what would you like to do? I'm already, like, kind of holding on with one hand, hooked in with the other. I want to change my feet into, like, blades and then just kick them into the side of the ship to just, like, <laughs> really hold on tight, basically. Gotcha. That is a 13 total. Okay, with a 13, uh, you certainly can hold on tightly. Uh, however, you you notice that the places you you press your hands into seem to be seem to be vital, perhaps destructive to the ship. You're not quite sure. It's fine. You do, still doing it, or or you you, you cho- choose to continue to hold on the way you were, or you can mount on these what, these two little pistons popping up and down. Seem important? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm gonna hold on the way I was. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Then uh, one of your arms is actually ripped away uh, as you crash into it. The, there's a guy pushing a cart that you see, and you hit it, and you are, one of your arms is not ripped away from your body, oh, ripped away from the ship. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if there was a character you were going to do that to, I That's think Belkson's yeah. the one. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're ripped away from the ship. Would you like to take another strength check or take damage? 
And would this strength check be contingent on me grabbing the pistons still? Or no, what? just okay. holding on to the, the, okay. All right, the I'm remaining gonna, hand. I'm going to do it then. 11. Okay. With an 11, you are able to continue to hold on to the ship if you so choose. However, uh, it seems like the grip itself is starting to become loose. So would you like to re-grab onto the ship? And again, and now you see a, a section with 30 pistons pushing <laughs> up and down is the nearest one. Nice. <laughs> or would you like to let go and let the ship continue? It, it seems like you're very clearly dragging it. Uh, the blade itself is cutting through the ship yeah. cleanly, but you are sort of grinding against the edge of the ship. Oh, man. These these cubes, they don't go anywhere other than down, right? It seems like it. Okay. I'm, I'm slipping off, Foxy Grandpa. What do I do here? Can we stop for a second? I know we're like we're like barreling forwards. Yeah, you can do you can do whatever you want. You could turn we around. We can't stop. That's true. Belkson. We'll come back for you when we'll this come is all back over. For you. We, we love you, Belkson. So as they're like digging through the ship, uh Bel- Belkson says, Hey guys, even though I couldn't taste it, Sabaros looked pretty good. <laughs> and then he lets go of both hands. It was <laughs> Mega Truck Madness. <laughs> And I'm just going to, you just see him dive off and he's going to become a wall as soon as he <laughs> is off the ship and just crash through like 20 gith. Okay. You are going to crash into the ship side? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you, and you do sort of turning into this heavy wall, cut through the floor of the ship, crushing several CRT monitors as you crash <laughs> through them. Oh no, those are valuable. <laughs> <laughs> They're playing like melee. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Felix, you can almost immediately tell a difference between the capabilities of the ship as you're now, you don't even feel the, the cutting of the ship through the flyblade. Yeah, I want to shift gears. Do, <laughs> okay. like, do like a cool clutch. <laughs> like shift it into high speed. Okay. Shift to do-do. Double-do. Yeah, Double-do. Double-do. Right. Uh, then Orgot, give me a dexterity. You're just now getting back in your seat. 14. Okay, with a, a 14. Uh, would you like to take damage or would you like to Jeez. grab on to Felix? I'll take damage. Okay. I'm okay. Okay. Yeah. You are pressed backwards. Your your feet actually, from the upward momentum, launch upwards. You turn upside down. Uh, you do crack. You hear an unsettling crack in your neck. Yoy, yoy, yoy. <laughs> but you are able to cut away from the ship and cut at high speeds directly towards the volcano. As you approach, you do see this large, ornate, like a blackened silver gate that appears to be leading into the center of the volcano. Would you like to head in that direction? Yeah. How would, so. how would you like to, I'll say land, but unfortunately the fly blade does not itself have any landing gear. Yeah, does it, have an, does it have an eject button? It does have an eject button. Yeah, you could abandon the fly blade quite easily. Yeah, it's probably the play, right? Can we both eject? I uh, assume so, right? Separately. Okay. Yeah. I give, I give Felix a fist bump. Yeah. See you on the other side. Likewise, do it, and I want to. Ooh, so does the gate look like it might be locked? Uh, it is closed. <laughs> we'll send the fly blade at the gate, the gate to cut it open. Uh, nice. Give me dexterity. Let's make sure you guys get through this, okay? Eleven, fifteen. All right. You do pull the levers, uh, and are both launched upwards, upwards and backwards as your parachutes catch the air. I shift the fly blade into overdue. <laughs> yeah it almost yeah it almost as soon as you eject out of your seat uh it actually pulls away from you it's going so quickly yeah you sort of bobble in midair uh, you, you see above you attached to these ropes these sort of pinkish clouds holding you aloft and the flyblade does in fact crash through the gate and enormous enough force that the gate itself is crumpled inward and now gone yeah sucked into the path itself you still you still gain some uh forward momentum 
Uh, there's sort of this long, rocky trail that leads up to the gate itself. Uh, however, you do land technically in the jungle-like trees at the bottom of the path. Do you want to try to fire jet there? Let me hold on to you, and we'll just try to fire jet. And then I'm holding on. I'm holding on to him and the yeah the bendall arm, not the character bendall. But the, <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, like you have like a Felix back, a Felix fire jet jet pack. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> All right, fire jet. Uh, three, two, one, jump. To to ten. In fact, you are able to very successfully fire jet, fist bump, and then fire jet away into the trail. Uh, however, emerging out of one of these trees is this sort of spider-like creature. It seems like it is attempting to attack you. However, startled, you crash into it rather than traveling towards the trail as you both sort of tumble and fall to the ground, all three of you. Orgot's still attached to your front. Yeah. Uh, but you do collapse next to this spider creature that is going to, in con- its confusion, sort of uh, push you away. Uh, and you do see it sort of scurry off into the the jungle. What would you like to do now? How yeah, how let's, much? Let's try again, baby. <laughs> yeah. Three, two, one, jump. It's an eleven. Uh, with an eleven, you do notice that uh, almost as right before the the actual explosion happens to propel you forwards, you notice that there are these webs attached to Orgot's feet, sort of attached to the ground. Hmm. Uh, so you do have the ability to fire jet. Yourself detaching from Orgot, or you could spend time getting this gunky, gooey web uh, off of you. I don't have time to like untie. I'm just like going. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. You've already started your your jets. Yeah. So you have time to disconnect your quick disconnect of uh, Orgot if you so choose to. Am I noticing this? Give me focus. Thirteen. Uh, with a thirteen, you do notice it. Yes. Or do you have like a backpack on or anything or? Yeah, he he always like I guess assume has like the we cut the parachute away, but we have like the parachute pack. I slide the the bendle <laughs> arm and I go, "It's up to you, buddy." And then I detach myself. <gasps> okay. Okay. Yeah, no! you are able to quite easily do that, Felix. You are launched out of the jungle through the trees, through the air, and then you are able to land fairly close to an enormous gash in the trail where the flyblade initially landed, peering into the volcano. You do see that the the door itself is sort of wedged inward. Uh, It's an enormous door, so there's plenty of space for you to squeeze through. And you can sort of see the the blue glow coming from inside the volcano. Am I close enough where I would feel comfortable, like, running? I'm just going to try to run it. Yeah. Yeah, and and as you run through the trail, uh, we can be focus check. Eight. Okay. Well, yeah, with with an eight, uh, you sort of blindly run through it, just in your haste. uh, And you do feel this enormous halting. Uh, almost like you've hit an invisible wall with your heart. You sort of feel this terrible pain in your chest. Uh, and we roll constitution. It's a 10. You're actually we're moving so quickly, and this, this jolt does feel like a, a literal tug on your physical heart. Uh, where you roll damage. I'm fine. Yeah, so uh, it is almost as, like, as if there is an invisible wall put in place that is literally stopping your heart from entering this volcano. You start to feel this sort of itch. Almost, you, you scratch your ear at first, but then you start to feel it almost like inside your head, and, and it, it's incredibly distracting. This sort of this sort of buzzing has sort of changed from your bones up into your brain. And you can sort of feel it in your liver. This buzzing noise, this buzzing feeling. Like it, it is assumed to be the the interdimensional dreadnought. It is assumed, yeah. Yeah, I guess I'll just try to fire jet, huck it through the door, and then. We'll see what happens. I, I really don't know what else to do. Okay. It's all on this. It's a 14 for fire jet. Uh, with a 14, uh, you are absolutely able to find a nice sliver between the doors and perfectly project yourself through there. Uh, however, exactly as you experienced before, 
Uh, it's as if your heart is left behind. Uh, however, in this case, you feel sort of this strange plunging in your gut. You sort of feel the, the your ears turn cold and your fingers turn cold uh, as you sort of fly through this door. Your vision starts to be blurry. Inside the volcano, which you can now see, you see that the entire inside is lined with gold. Uh, the rocky surface has been covered in this gold substance. And you see uh, a figure at the edge of it, sort of sitting with its arms crossed, peering back at you. However, your vision is getting weaker and weaker. What would you like to do? And you do see the, maybe 10 feet from you is the edge of this volcano. So I see it. Who are you? Uh, unfortunately, when you try to speak, your mouth doesn't quite... Doesn't quite work? Doesn't cause it quite work, right? You can sort of feel your, your nose and your chin getting colder. You gotta throw it in. Give me dexterity. It's a 19. Yeah, baby! Okay. Yeah, with, with the last ounce of strength, you, you see yourself, but don't feel yourself throw this object over the cliff and into the side. It appears like the figure itself watches as it travels down, uh, but doesn't have any intense reaction. This is sort of the world around you gets darker and darker and darker. Uh, we roll a constitution. 13. Okay. Uh, with a 13, would you like to remain conscious, uh, but perhaps die quicker? <laughs> or would you like to stay alive as long as possible, but conserve your energy? Yeah, we'll just pass out. Uh, you do, and everything goes dark. Orgot. Uh, at the bottom of the trail now, <laughs> running uh, on a treadmill, Yeah, you do see that Felix disappears uh, between these doorways. You can see his tail, in fact, sort of lying limply at the base of the crumpled gateway. At first, nothing occurs. And then you, you feel the rain itself a drop on you. It's warm, hot even. And as you look down at your hand, you see that the rain itself is this dark red color, like blood. The sky begins to turn red as the everything around you turns red and red the green itself turns into this grayish black of the forest and you do feel this intense pain in your brain and it moves down to your eyes and then your teeth as you feel these sharpened points dig into your tongue and then you see felix i'd like to give me a constitution roll oh no 17 with the 17 this coldness that you felt on your nose and your chin you now feel all over however Contradictorily, you are completely alive and aware of what's happening. Uh, and you do feel these enormous fangs having grown in your mouth. Is the figure gone? The figure is gone. You notice that the rain itself also starts to turn to blood and the sky turns red. And you notice these gith around you grabbing at their heads and writhing. Uh, and you do notice that they grow these long fangs and they seem concerned about that. What would you like to do? So he's just looking around the room quietly. And then his arms just extend up to the hole, and he just quietly pulls himself out of the <laughs> hole in the ceiling. And then he's going to hop down, turn on his wheel mode on his legs, and then just start making his way to the volcano. Okay. Seems like the as you run past, uh, you notice there are these birds that have started flying around. You notice one of them sort of leap on the back of this spider creature and bite into its neck sucking the blood uh you notice a pair of butterflies attacking each other and you are able to make your way to sour <laughs> to, to orgot <laughs> hey what's up nothing do you, <laughs> do you do it how you feeling i i kind of uh put my thumb to my fangs uh, the same but but different <laughs> okay how are you and then he puts his hand up to his lack of a mouth <laughs> <laughs> the same not different oh <laughs> yeah yeah 
Good job. Hey, thanks. I I didn't do much, I don't think. Neither. I got sticky. Yeah. <laughs> Did you do that? <laughs> uh, Let's go. Yeah, all right. You do make your way up to Felix. And Orgot, you do hit the same kind of wall. We can't pass through it still. Uh Belkson is able to. What are you doing? Pull pull him out pull him out of the yeah. pull him out okay, of the okay. can I walk through? Uh, yeah, walk out? you are relatively weak. However, yeah, you're able to. All right, let's head back through, I guess. Wait, wait, what happened here? Did you do it, I guess? It seems like you did yeah, it, I, Felix. I chucked it, th- I chucked it into the volcano. Yay, Felix. Yay. Nice. Are we, like, hungry or anything? You are starving. <laughs> Man. Uh, and, and you can't help but look at each other. And You're looking good, <laughs> Something Felix. about it is incredibly appetizing. I offer them some... Uh, Relatively stale office snacks from my <laughs> chest cavity. Well, yeah. they're going to love those. So. I try to eat. Uh... I have pudding. You want butterscotch? Uh, do you have tapioca? Just butterscotch. I'll take the tapioca. <laughs> All right. I oh, hand yeah. him a butterscotch pudding. <laughs> <laughs> I, what's it taste like? It tastes like ash. Like It's Blech. truly terrible. This is stale. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. I have ash. <laughs> <laughs> what's the? Is it still raining? It is still raining, yes. What's the rain taste like? Delicious. Yeah, you get a bit of it in your mouth as it sort of pours down your cheek into your mouth. Can we turn your bucks into like a big funnel? Just catch as much rain as possible. Just cups his arms, but then a bowl like comes out of where his arms are cupped. I'm just going to gather some blood for my new blood boys. Blood buddy. Blood buddy. This feels like it's going to have some pretty significant ramifications. Nah, probably not. Uh, Oh, uh, in the process of like doing that, they're all like looking up. Do we still see the eyes and the like? What's what's the situation? You do not see the eyes anymore. We did it. We fade to black. Belkson. In this new uh, economy where blood and flesh are king and currency, what job do you choose? I feel like you would have a pretty significant role as like a sentient being that is not affected by this cycle, right? In any direct way. So really significant role. I'm gonna say he's a teller at a blood bank. Okay, all Uh, right. (laughs) A low-level teller to blood bank. Go ahead. Oh, oh, you want this much? Do you want A, B, O? Which one? Okay, great. (laughs) Come on through. That's great practice, Belks, and you're going to be good at this. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Um, But yeah, he's just like helping with the process of giving out blood with whatever established economic blood distribution system they have. Yeah, you, you're, you're sort of at this processing plant. Uh, you, you actually do see Orgot sort of running a, like a front post, a front digger, a grabber machine. Oh, yeah. A, a, gi- a giant grabber machine, sort of. Claw uh, grabber. Like a giant claw grabbing machine where he's, <laughs> he's trying to get these uh, big piles of Germancos and drop them into this large grinder that <laughs> turns them into a, a delicious slurry. <laughs> mm, yummy. Felix, having been the one to save humanity, a label is created with your face on it. Uh, oh no, maybe maybe it says Felix, but it's someone else. No way. I just I'm just gonna try to be a. Has, well, has this affected my magic in any way? Uh, no, it hasn't. Okay. Um, I'm just trying to grow uh plants as a meat substitute, <laughs> <laughs> like a blood fruit. That hey, would like- yeah. Yeah. Impossible <laughs> blood. Yeah. Because <laughs> okay. I assume it's become like chaos as well. Yeah, it, it as far as like society goes, it took some getting used to. However, the world of Quest for Adventure is not known for its great structure to begin with. There's <laughs> <laughs> exactly two cities in this entire world that are, that are functioning. F- I, functioning in air quotes. Yeah. 
I feel like Belkson will want to help with you. Uh, they're it, not as his main job. It's like his after work. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> this is the or, this is the day. Actually, it's been, it's been four or five weeks. Orgot, uh, Belkson, you finally decided to turn in your positions to go help out Felix. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, gosh darn, you're the best two ever did have, and I hate to see you go. We love you. I love you, boys. I love you, boys. <laughs> and then we open mouth kiss him at the same time. <laughs> um, and the, no, the credits yeah. slowly Three roll. Make out. Yeah. <laughs> To be continued. Okay, boys, another one in the bag, another season. This is this is the most uh, change immediately. Usually, I have to make up the changes afterwards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> had fun, had oh. fun. Oh, yeah, had, had fun, had fun. Yeah, that was a good one. Bobby, who's your secret winner this week? Uh, this week, my secret winner is uh, Twix Shits, <laughs> who, had a, right, right. who had an important but brief life. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you still got the split token. I mean, we might see him again sometime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh and then my secret password is uh sam! <laughs> sam how do you want people to spell that uh s-h-a-a-a-a-a-a-a-a-a-a-a-a-a-a-a-a-a-a-a-a-a-a-a-a-a-a-a-a-a-a-a-a-a-a-a-a-a-a-a-a-a-a-a-a-a-a-a-a-
Uh, yeah, and thanks for listening. We're going to be doing a new Patreon. We got one coming up. Yeah. Check us out on uh, linktr.ee slash quest for adventure. We got all our socials there, including uh, X. You can check us out on X. <laughs> and on Patreon, yeah, we're going to be doing, wait, is it food first? And then, no, it's it would be Sammy with Sammy's. Oh, my God. I didn't even consider uh, that. Where we eat sandwiches, maybe, although I'm not hungry, and watch <laughs> Me neither. Uh, Supernatural. Mm. Sam Winchester, and then we will discuss. I think that's it. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, go go have polyamorous relationships with your coworkers. That's all I'm going to say. With your foreman, <laughs> we quit first. Then you can love each other. Yeah, all you so want. it's not. Yeah, it, legally, it's all. <laughs> Listen to your heart. Assuming it's not turned into uh, a puddle inside your lower body cavity, like <laughs> right. Felix's probably is. And if it, it is, is probably. All right. <laughs> All right, bye. Bye, 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 Step from the shadow into light. Stand in the sun. Watching time burn away It's taken whole lifetimes to learn Tomorrow's never guaranteed Just today And I try to keep some distance From the way I used to feel inside And I try in vain to stay alive you guys this intro is long i cut it down as much as i could since the dawn of man (laughs) (laughs) i cut it down a lot (laughs) this is good podcast